The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to. You found us here, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, where you get the most real talk, the best reviews of all your favorite wrestling shows from AEW and WWE, Impact, and more, because we're going to break it all down with the best staff in professional wrestling at HMG. So you don't need to go anywhere else, because there's no five stars here. There's only $5 face slaps, Infidel. Hello, Walker! So sign up today, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, and join the Hameen Army for the most real talk in professional wrestling. YOLO! This is Homeboy88 for the Video Game Connection. Join us weekly for the most entertaining video game podcast you'll ever hear. Join Ivan, Big Tom, and myself as we review the latest games, up-to-date gaming news, and game previews all in comedic form. It's a jam-packed hour of ear fun with our own video game rap songs. Listen to the Video Game Connection wherever you listen to podcasts, except Walmart. Never Walmart. Keep gaming and keep listening to the Video Game Connection.
on Sunday. But all you people want to do is hear me talk, right? That's what, that's what you want, right? You want to hear me talk? I'll talk, but this is Max Friedman talking. Big merger, boss. A lot of important executives here tonight to watch your product. Would be a real shame if something bad happened. I wouldn't want to embarrass you, man. Speaking of embarrassing, you've been trying to sit down with me to hash things out for quite some time now, haven't you? Well, guess what? Too little, too late. Here's why. When this company first started, it was all friends wrestling. Everybody was handed a ticket, except for me. See, I had to write my own. And boy, do I have good penmanship, because I created moment after moment after moment for this company, and I still get no respect. Nobody is on my level. No one. Everything I touch turns to gold. There is nothing I can't do. Every time I come out here, I am not expected to hit home runs. I am expected to hit grand slams. And I do that shit on a weekly basis. See, all the other boys, they get to settle for being great. I have to be perfect because I'm the 26-year-old who is constantly held under a microscope because I'm the only guy who is capable of carrying this company on my back as I have for months. It's funny. It's funny I hear booze, but I also hear clapping. That's interesting. That's interesting. Where were you guys? Where were you guys this whole weekend when you were calling me an unprofessional piece of shit? I'm just curious. You're not the only problem. No, it's the boys in the back too. Because the boys in the back all want my spot. Well, guess what? You want my spot, you can have it. Because I don't want to be here anymore. Now let's talk about you fans, huh? You people call yourself fans. You're not fans. You're uneducated marks. You sit there on your phones tweeting out your opinions like they're worth a damn. Let me explain something to you people. You don't know shit. Your opinions suck. Your opinions change at the drop of a dime, and then you pretend your new opinions are the same as your old. For example, man, I always knew MJF was a good wrestler. Really? That's interesting. Because last time I checked, you guys pretended I sucked in the ring for a long time. And why is that, huh? Because, because I'm not untrained like all your faves? Because I don't pretend to watch New Japan? 
components on their head? Because I'm not reckless? What is it? Is it because I'm not chasing star ratings, guys? What is it? How could I possibly be the best? Well, newsflash, I am the best! I'm the best in the world! Because I'm the only guy who makes you feel. And unlike all those boys, I don't got to do a bunch of bullshit to get you there. generational talent and you people consistently take me for granted but it's not just you it's the big man in the back too here's something you guys can't take for granted here's something he doesn't want you to know do you guys know who the second biggest minute for minute draw is in this entire company nope you wish it's me it's me and if you don't believe me do me a favor ask stat boy tony in the back see what he's got to say but whatever you do don't ask him to reach into his pockets and pay the man who's been busting his ass for him since day one no 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 make sure he hoards all that money make sure he hoards all that money so he can give it to all the new ex-WWE guys he keeps bringing in. That can't lace my goddamn boots! Hey, hey boss! Would you treat me better if I was an ex-WWE guy? with you boss you got a position of power in a wrestling company when the only position you should be assuming is behind the guardrail with all of them I don't want to wait till 2024 but you don't listen to me so allow me to make it a little bit easier for you Tony I want you to fire me Tony don't tell me down you piece of shit shut your mouth Look at me, Tony. Look at me. I want you to fire me. You fucking mark. Fire me. Fire me. Yeah. Back up in your ass with a 27. Don't want to fuck with me. I give the fuck corrupts the kingpin of the click Then it was G with the biggest dick Shit, a motherfucker better recognize With the twist of my wrist 
Just like OJ, you all die. I snack on motherfuckers like a bone Wanna be the shit upon a microphone ever since I was born Not to ever love a bitch Learn game after game That's why we are the best Motherfuckers be gangin' styles minute after minute But soon as you did it I smelled the nigga shit Now what would you do what you do If you could fuck with me or my crew But you can't so don't even think about Stepping in the motherfucking house What would you do what you do If you could fuck with me or my crew but you can't, so don't even think about Stepping in the motherfucking hey, house Bitch, let fly all day While I steady make my pay every single day In the LBC Cruising through the east side Me and Lil Sal in the back of a green 6-4 Bustin' freestyle There's no escape, give me the papes in the tape case How much money could a nigga make in one place? The review ain't shit new You stupid motherfuckers can't fuck with my crew I see all these niggas trying to get with my kinfolk Get so many punches on the west coast And under say the least I see a few trick-ass niggas laying Love on the East Coast, and the question is asked: Do you wanna rap, scratch my blast? Cause that nigga dance. I'll be the first one to hit him. Oh yeah, fuck BG knockout and every nigga down with him. Cause I'm a natural born killer and a still a hat, motherfucker. Cause it's like that. Now what would you like? What you tell? You can fuck with me or my crew. It's so many motherfuckers that I can include. Who's quick to blast motherfuckers in a feud? It doesn't make a difference Cause it's about who's the quickest On the draw to end all existence For instance Let's take these ruthless fools These ruthless fools In a pound in one room Assume It's only for conversation So let's conversate Slip a nigga to 38 and dip Empty out the clip Mind on set trip Cause niggas talk shit Now if A nigga had a prayer Before a nigga died Would the nigga be dead Or would he stay alive And if I was in your shoes Would I survive Probably not You'd probably let your clock go pop Now drop To your knees And picture that nigga dance Flowing in the breeze. Now what would you what do? Would you do? If, if you could fuck with me or my crew, <laughs> but you can't, so don't even think about stepping in the motherfucking house. What would you what do? Would you do? If you could fuck with me or my crew, <laughs> but you can't, so don't even think about stepping in my motherfucking house, bitch. From the twitch of the eyes, you can see the line. Just know it when you see it, 'cause it messes up the flow to the real feelings you know. I'd rather be sipping on a glass of wine Can you feel yourself in the ring with Everlast Trying to still a flow? I don't think so Cock blockers come with their hearts beating jealousy In the way like a stray dog Trying to claim every bitch at his own Cock blockers come in every color Even blue, yeah, this is true Trying to fuck your woman and even you Now what the fuck would you do, motherfucker?
If you get caught with your pants now State Farm is a part of the AEW family. Consider letting them become a part of yours. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. God, what a scene, man. What an arena. This Kia Forum. So much history has taken place in this building. And now, how fitting that this hosts the California debut of all elite wrestling.
Platinum Max Caster on your right, Colton you Gunn on your it's left. Your time. Austin, bring it up the rear, along with boys. Anthony Bowens. Let me hear say yes, boys. Get him, boys. Anthony Bowens and Billy Gunn there, and Billy Gunn recently taking a shine to the acclaimed, much more so than his own son. You want to clarify that? Well, he's uh, mentoring mentoring the acclaim and at times has had enough of his son. Try this caliber. We all have. <laughs> you can say that again. No long cartridge for OJR and the Asteroids. Now, look, this is a great crowd on hand. Wonderful. And we saw a little celebration, really, if you were with us in Las Vegas at uh, FTR and the world champion CM Punk. But I'm going to tell you on this night, the adversaries, wait, where's the tag? That will change the complexion. This is just picked up. Oh, boy. Slipped on the top rope. Punk, now right hand to the face of the gun club. Punk will now take his frustration out on the ass boys. That's right, buddy. And Punk was an intensely physical match with Hangman Adam Page just a few days ago. You know, nobody comes out of World Championship title matches unscathed. Oh, I'm shocked he's even wrestling tonight, Not even wrestling, but wrestling the opening bout. That's either. Punk. Nice running knee by the champion. And now look at this teamwork. The back body drop to Cash elevates him over the top. Short arm Larry by Punk. There you go. Go right up top again. Damn right. Punk's got some issues, I'm not sure quite what they are. But man, he is focused, hell-bent on winning this match. Ha, 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 ha. How about that big, if you will, Mike Drop? The new AEW World Champion now facing off with Daddy Gun. A Billy Gun. Definitely. Oh, wait, look at this, Austin Gunn with Punk's attention diverted. And if Austin can grab those tights for additional leverage, we got an upset. Oh, Austin was looking for the famous there, but Punk, look at this, with one hand. Picks up Austin and powerbomb him into Billy. Now Punk with Austin Gunn up on his shoulders. How many times to say 99? The GTS, Austin Gunn is rocked, and now the big ring from FTR! What great teamwork! The team of CM Punk and FTR. Well, there were facets of that very physical matchup that were somewhat bowling shoe ugly, but I loved every damn minute of them. There it is. This is how they put the camera on it. The big rig from FTR. A lot of gold, a lot of talents in that ring, JR. So proud of our new champion. And certainly the uh, FTR, I'll argue the fact that they're as good as any tag team in the world. No doubt about it. CM Punk has a chance to lead all elite wrestling to new heights. That's always a treat.
Beautiful build. Strap. You know, I've never done drugs in my life, but I'd imagine this is what it feels like. And hey, the magical thing about me being me is knowing, boy, I still got a lot of work to do. There's still miles to travel. There's still roads to travel in hell. I know I gotta get better. That's what this championship's about. I wouldn't be here if my road to success wasn't littered with mistakes. And those mistakes are just learning moments and God damn it, I'm gonna learn. And I'm gonna get better. And you can call me what you want, positive, negative, but you gotta call me the champ. <laughs> so uh, those things Punk hasn't done, I've done. And I'll tell you, yeah, it feels that good to do those things. Uh, <laughs> uh, but to get serious for a minute, to get serious for a minute, professional wrestling means the world to me. In, my, in the crowd right now is my beautiful wife and my baby girl, and those are the only two things. Those are the only two things in this damn world that mean more to me than professional wrestling. Being the Ring of Honor Tag Team Champion means the world to me and Cash. So when you come on my stage, when you come in my ring and you attack me and my best friend, that don't sit well with me. So I guess, uh, I guess what I'm saying is, if you're from a different company, if you're from the same company, uh, sorry, Finley, bring your ass out here and let me kick your ass. Wow. That brings us to New Japan Professional Wrestling. Some of the best professional wrestlers in the world. When I happen to be standing in the ring with two of the best. No jumping from behind, no backfighting. We got a pay-per-view to sell. Forbidden Door, I know you're back there. Show me who I got. Well, Big, big Nas here. Wait a minute. That's Tanahashi. One of the greatest stars in the entire world. I've called many of his matches. Back in the day with Josh Barnett. This guy is as good as I've ever been around, ever. The ace of New Japan Pro Wrestling, Hiroshi Tanahashi. Looks great. Man, this is one for the ages. How do you, how do you miss this? I'll tell you, the fans said it all when they saw his face and they heard his music. What an ovation, known worldwide. The Grand Slam champion in New Japan Pro Wrestling. The record-setting IWGP Heavyweight Champion. And he has answered the challenge. He, uh, he pulled that company out of some doldrums way back in the day. He reminds me of how I felt when I saw the young Sting in WCW. I just, uh, he, he's, that, he's invigorating his energy. Wow, we know that on Sunday, June 26th,
everyone and welcome to the PWC Wednesday Night Skirmish 2.0. I'm your host Jimmy T and my co-host, he's back, he's the $1 king, he's sexy time, he's Kevin Panetta. What the fuck is cracking, my friend? How's things, man? I want for a dollar, so I want my motherfucking money. Services rendered, fuck a check, return it to sender. Give me mine and legal tender, Mr. Manager. The venue was filled to capacity. Check the door box, count my percentage and get that to me. Fuck me, fuck me on the door and we get all black with millies. Ball caps and billies, it's all raps for really. Fuck me on the door and we get all black with millies. Ball caps and billies, it's all raps for Sorry, bro. I had to once again, as per usual. Yeah, part of me being a little sweaty. I came went right from the gym. Uh, didn't, didn't bathe and shit yet. Ready to rock, uh, dude. You smelly motherfucker. Nah, right. I'm joking, bro. Oh, man, this has been... Nah, you're cool, man. It's the stank of fucking sexy time, bro. That's what that stank is. Don't worry about that. But, uh, man, I can't believe I'm doing the skirmish once again, man. I don't know what the fuck happened before with the vet and Jargo, but man, we had some bad technical difficulties. Even though it wasn't coming up on our end, it all seemed to happen post-show, but uh, it is what it is, but that's why we're back once again, because all the main things we're talking about, especially the MJF stuff, it just, you know, it was just fucked. I mean, anyone that, that goes back and tries to listen to that show will absolutely turn it off in a split second, in my opinion, because I know I would. It was that bad. But in saying that, Kev, that MJF promo was fire, bro. I mean, seriously, it was absolute heat at its best. I mean, I'm surprised with all the execs in the back there, he was allowed to even pull off something like this. Now, obviously, I've always been saying this is this shit's a work, clearly, right? But where do we go from here? How do you book MJF in all of this? And uh, man, is he not the best in that fucking company or what, bro? He might be the best in all of wrestling, honestly. Oh, easy. Um, he's Absolutely, not the biggest dude. star in all of wrestling. His character and uh, his mic work might be the best in all of wrestling. Uh, I, I smile every time I watch that promo. It's obviously a work, but I just can't help smiling. It's great. That's what uh, Shades of Roddy Piper, Shades of Ric Flair, the intensity. Guy doesn't like doesn't doesn't mumble at all. Doesn't mess up any lines. Um, he does it. He actually does it. He's pro to the. He's the future and present of professional wrestling. Absolutely, dude. And it's funny you bring up Piper, or actually more specifically Flair, because you know what? It reminded me of that Nitro promo where Flair was in his underwear, pretty much, <laughs> saying, Fire me, Bischoff. I'm already fired. Fire me, Bischoff. I'm already fired. Yeah. Actually, it does remind me of that actual promo. And in many ways, I mean, AEW is the cosplay federation in all of pro wrestling. <laughs> I mean, shit. Can we call this a cosplay event? I mean, it does have, it does reminisce a lot with uh, the Flair promo from back on Nitro. MJF is a student of the game. Um, he's not just doing things beat for beat like other guys are there, like just stealing moves, you know? That's true. He studies everything from the past. And uh, he's shades of Piper, shades of Flair. Uh, He's just the, uh, he's a genius. He's, he's whatever wrestler should be striving to do. Study the game and just learn, learn. Put shades of something in there. Don't steal, but shades of this, shades of that, and make it your own. Absolutely, man. Absolutely, I agree with you 100%. I mean, could we possibly get this, Kev? 
<laughs> I hope so, but um, he could have already resigned, and he, it's just they're keeping it under wraps. They uh, all the all the journalists are hide everything and don't don't spoil stuff for AW. Just the stuff he's getting away with, he had to have. Uh, it's a good possibility he's already resigned, and we don't know about it. And we may not know about it until 2024. They could play it up all the way until then. Well, you know what, man? This promo has got the, and I said completely different stuff during the first run of the skirmish but um i i feel the more i see that promo the more i hear it the more i watch it the more i feel like this could be possibly the promo that kind of turns the industry on its head hopefully you know what i mean as it reminisces a lot on on the past where you know like that attitude era sort of turn or when the monday night wars were first starting with scott hall you know jumping in saying you know who I am, but you don't know why I'm here, right? It even reminds me a lot of that, just not in the same context, obviously. But the ramifications of what this promo could do for the whole industry as a whole, I mean, man, it just brings a smile to my face. It's going to be one of those promos that you can always go back to and just absolute marvel with joy at watching a promo like that because, man, for a kid, and I'll, and I'll call him a kid because compared to you and I, Kev, he's a freaking kid, bro. I mean, he's old enough probably to be our kid. <laughs> Let's be honest, right? I mean, fuck. Dude, there, there is no one around his age bracket or, you know, anyone, not in WWE, not in AEW, not New Japan, not Ring of Honor, not anything as good as MJF, dude. MJF really is the shit, bro, and quite possibly... Like you said, possibly, obviously not the biggest star in the industry, but God damn it, this kid is fucking godlike, bro. <laughs> Just about. I mean, seriously, how good is he? It doesn't even like he doesn't even hesitate, bro. He actually it looked like he meant what he said, and in many ways, you know, it's like a worth shoot what they're doing. He ain't lying. I mean, shit, half the shit he said is the truth, bro. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. All that shit he said about WWE, all that shit he said about Tony Khan being a fucking mark, let's be honest, because he is, right? It's facts, bro. And and it brings a smile to my face. And I know they're taking it to the next level by, I don't know if you've heard online, I'm sure you have, but if you go to the AEW.com website, he's taken off their, their, their actual roster and he's also taken off the Illumi section, which makes things kind of interesting. But then again... We also had Cody Rhodes do something similar, right? I mean, he had his final promo, then his final match, and then he was off to WWE. Think about it, Kev, and I said this earlier. Is it really going to cost WWE that much money to buy out his contract? If he's only getting paid one hundred to 150000 say, that's peanuts, bro. I would fucking pay out his contract. I absolutely would too, but... um. Are they even allowed to call and ask what he's making? Like, can they? How does that work legally? Is what I'm curious about. Is it tampering? Well, point? Like, how do you go about doing that? Because it's not public knowledge. That's what I'm. Uh, right. Well, everyone's. Oh, you know, he's got 2.3 million. You call him up. Right, right. Yeah. Well, well, well. The thing is, man, is it tampering when there's no governing body in professional wrestling? You no. see what I mean? But then. Uh, they would have done it all the time. They could do that whenever they want for a guy then, you know, there's gotta be some kind of, it's not anarchy. 
Well, I mean, well, think about this, man. Remember when Hall and Nash jumped ship to WCW back then? And I don't know both companies were public companies at the time anyway. Actually, WWE weren't even public yet. They didn't go public till 99. So this is back now in 96. And I'm pretty sure WCW was public because Turner in general was public, right? I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that was the case. Anyway, my point is, it was no secret that Hall and Nash were already on the way to WCW while still under contract with WWE. Was it tampering then? They didn't fucking take him to court other than Scott Hall using the Razor Ramon sort of yeah. persona. But other than that, was there really any tampering involved? I mean, shit. They were allowed to go ahead and jump ship while well, still being part of WWE. Hear me off. Uh, hear me think this through for a second, too. Um, I know WB is interested in them, but now that they have a uh, like a board of directors and stuff too, and sh uh, shareholders, do they like them enough to pay uh, one million dollars to buy out, you know, and then give them a big contract on top of that? Is it without like uh, without work for the shareholders though? You know, you have to answer to a lot of people now. I know they like them, but do they right. see him as a Cody Rhodes, as a Roman Reigns? They definitely see him as a Miz. You know, it depends how big they see him and how bright of a future they see for MJF. He is undersized. I don't think so for uh, WWE. He's definitely undersized for the people they usually go for. If they see him no, as a yeah. rage type guy, absolutely ch ch champer. You know? But if they see him as a mid-carder, upper mid-carder, then I don't think it's going to happen. They're not going to buy out the contract. Depends how All they right. see him. Look, he is undersized, right? Don't get me wrong. And he's pretty much undersized for the WWE sort of standard, right? But... In saying that, his fucking mouth and just his persona in general, I think overcomes all that shit, man. Because I don't look at MJF like he's some mini-me or he's some little dude. You know what I'm saying? Even yeah. compared to Chumper. Chumper looks fucking small. Of Like, seriously, right? Yeah. I mean, I love Chumper. But he just doesn't have that charisma that an MJF has, obviously, right? Whereas MJF comes across like a larger-than-life sort of guy, man. I mean, you tell me someone at 26 years old who is as good as this guy, like ever, in the industry. When you think about it, bro. How old you know was the Rock when he was in the nation? That's a good question. No, okay. The Rock, you're probably right. But was he in his mid-20s? He might have been early 30s, to be honest, too. He might have been. We'd have to look it up. That's what I'm saying. I think he might have been pushing 30 even, bro. He I think it was in his late 20s. Even he's even more charismatic than uh, Lionheart Chris Jericho. That was like probably the closest, you know, all that charisma at such a young age. Right. And even then, like, you know, Je Lionheart Chris Jericho ain't got shit on MJF. N now think of this, right? By the time he reaches, say, 35, 35, he's still at his in his prime. And by that point, he should be an absolute megastar making millions, bro, surely. I agree too, but do they see him as the next Miz or do they see him as the next Ric Flair? That's the question. I obviously you and me see him as bigger than Miz, but uh, it all depends what Bruce likes him. So that's a good sign, but it's all about Vince. That is a, well, that is a great sign because I'm glad you brought up Bruce because him and Bruce have that MLW connection and apparently they're pretty good buddies actually. And apparently they even speak till this day, according to both of them. I don't know who to believe. But, uh, man, if you think – it's funny because Jamie the Vet Williams actually thinks that uh, Vince wouldn't even know who the fuck MJF is. I don't know if I believe that, man. 
he's got to be on WWE's radar. And if if you believe the dirt sheets, he's been on their radar for a long time. Now think about it. Cody Rhodes would definitely be that freaking connection. Yep. Between say next, pin me to it. Right. He would be the connection or that bridge, whatever you want to call it, between MJF and WWE, bro. And are you telling me that Cody hasn't been communicating with fucking MJF about jumping ship? I mean, come on, bro. Cody's There's got to be something to it. All the money he's getting, all the royalties he's getting, all the shirts. He's got three with three shirts off the get-go, all top sellers, the video game money. Cody's probably going to be on the cover next year, too, all that extra cash. <laughs> yeah, 100%. That's what I'm hearing. And, uh, yeah, you, no, you're right, man. Spot on. But don't be surprised. Look, it's a work. I've been saying it's a work from day dot, bro. From the second that Warlow debacle happened at Double or Nothing, as you and I were actually hype, you know, were reviewing the pay-per-view, I was saying it even then. It's a fucking work. But there is that slight chance. It's definitely a work shoot. There's a lot of truth to this. I'm sure. Now, one of two things have either happened here. Either him and, and TK have gotten together and remapped this frigging contract where he's, you know, he's aligned with what he should be getting paid, right? Mm. Or, you know, and that's what I think has happened here. I think he's re-signed with AEW. Not re-signed, but like, you know, between now and 2024, he's getting probably paid from 100 or 150 Gs to fucking, I'm assuming, I mean, right now he's worth at least a million a year. But I assume they probably would have jumped him up to about, I don't know, say six, seven hundred thousand, maybe. Is that fair for someone his age, or does he, he deserve more? Uh, he deserves more. But even if he doesn't doesn't want to renegotiate right now, give him a freaking five hundred thousand dollar bonus <laughs> just to keep. Yeah, him. absolutely. He's worth that even. Well, Demetrios Matigas, shout outs to my boy Demetrios. I watched that promo and I think this is legit. I've seen a lot of these in the past, and it does fit the criteria of being legit. If it's not, MJF is worth the cash for WWE to grab him big time. I love that. Wow. He also goes on to say, Con contracts are not worth shit these days. Lawyers can rip them up like toilet paper. Eh, depends. And uh, he also says he would be an awesome US champ or intercontinental champ. Be an awesome world uh, yeah, I'll put him in the world champ category right now, man. And this is what I want to happen. And don't be surprised if this does happen, actually, Kev. I think come Forbidden Door, when CM Punk wrestles Hiroshi Tanahashi, right? Don't be surprised if he absolutely interrupts that main event, causes a fucking shitster, maybe fucking just lays out the both of them and portrays himself. Because I'll keep him off t television right now. I don't know if you keep him off between now and Forbidden Door or do you keep him off a little bit longer. I don't think you should keep him off longer because it will kill his heat. Yeah. But I think keep him off till Forbidden Door, maybe fucking jump into that match and then challenge Punk to a world championship and then fuck it. Have him win the fucking world championship because him and Warlow, and this is what confuses me, they want Warlow over as fuck, right? Yeah. They've got Warlow over, right? But now MJF is kind of taking that heat away also in many ways, even though he lost, right? So what do you do here? Like, you got Wardlow that's the number one contender for the World Championship, apparently, right? According to AEW. But you've also got MJF absolutely taking all the heat off absolutely everybody, including Punk, 
who can't be happy about that. Wasn't that his gripe about him leaving WWE in the first place? He was world champion, but wasn't seen as the guy. Well, it sort of seems like deja vu to me, Kev. Is uh, Wardlow officially number one contender, or is he just ranked yes. number one? He's not just, okay. Well, he's ranked number one, which I assume would mean, mean he's number one contender. He could go well, against Scorpio Sky and squash and win the belt right away. Or after the Forbidden Door, CM Punk and Wardlow could fight each other and keep MJF doesn't go on the Forbidden Door pay-per-view. He attacks Wardlow and Punk the next pay-per-view, injures Wardlow, beats CM Punk for the title after that. So Wardlow's off TV for a little bit, doesn't kill his heat. He might have beat CM Punk, and then that few can re- come back later after Wardlow is healthy. I like that idea, but the only problem is, what's the next pay-per-view after Forbidden Door? It is... Um, all, all, all Out? Or is, or is it- oh, yes, you're right. All Out. No, yeah. you're right. It is, all, it is All Out, which is in October, right? It's, it's usually September. You sure? Uh, at least last year it was. All right. Well, it's either late September, early October, yeah. whatever the case. Isn't that a little too fucking far away to be doing that shit, though? Nah, because you don't want to take the belt off CM Punk that soon. So, like, we already have the Forbidden Door and then another another uh, couple months after that. Nah, it's not that far. Well, Demetrius says Punk would be going off at TK with what MJF did because that's what he would do behind closed doors. It would be going off. Well, actually, Demetrius, funny enough, Punk was the one that came out to to talk to MJF while during commercial breaks. So I guess just to tell him, you know, come the fuck down or whatnot. But um, I don't know, man. I, I don't know. They've got everybody intrigued. They've got me intrigued. And look, and don't get fooled. This shit, it's a work, Jimmy. I'm telling you now, man. It's it's and a Jimmy, work, but it's a... If it was legit, he'd be getting fined by the network right now, too. You can't say fucking mm. Mark on TV. There'd be a big fine. Not just taking off the alumni page, the roster page. There'd be a big fine or suspension indefinitely, if that was legit. Yeah, you can't say 100%. Mark on T- our TBS. But in saying that... Like I said, there's no, yeah, there's no fucking way they would have allowed him on television. There's just no chance in hell that shit would have happened. And it's Unless timing too. It's he's right. doing all this shit when he doesn't need to be on the next pay per view, the Forbidden Door, you know. So it's perfect. It's too perfect a time. He doesn't need a feud the next pay per view. And what kind of sucks, man? And I had a feeling he was he was going to appear on Dynamite. It was probably one of the very few ones that said he will appear on Dynamite, right? But um. He pretty much knows sold what Warlow did to him, though, man. Which is a little bit of an issue to, for me, anyway, Kev. And uh, if I was Warlow, I'd be a little upset because let's be honest, that loss absolutely done nothing to MJF. Nope, nope. It really didn't, especially with the way he came back on Dynamite. It done nothing, dude. It done nothing. I don't know if if it um if it does Warlow any favors, though, Kev. But uh. This, if this was WWE, this is your WrestleMania build-up, bro. It writes itself. Like you said, you have him attack Punk and whatever, get the belt off Punk, or him hurt Wardlow where he, you know, he gets rid of Wardlow for a while, have him beat Punk, Wardlow comes back eventually to beat MJF for that world title, bang, there's your WrestleMania moment, right? Yep. Or he just did to not ruin Wardlow's heat, have him squash Scorpio Sky in four minutes, like uh, Brody Lee did to Kobe, you know? That's the only other way to, like, not kill uh, 
Wardlow's heat, his momentum right now. Then he can eventually go to MJF. Yeah, I'm intrigued too. It's, uh, yeah, MJF has me at the palm of his fingers right now. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think he has all of us. The whole, if you like wrestling, you're, yeah, you, you definitely, you're at the palm of his fingers right now. And you know what, man? I'm I'm excited. I'm excited for the first time in a long time, bro. I really am. And uh, and 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 let's be honest. A lot of people love this dynamite, but take away that promo. Was it really that fucking good? No. Think about it. It wasn't. It wasn't bad. bad. No, absolutely wasn't bad. But it was just a whole bunch of nothing matches and a whole bunch of tag matches that really had no meaning. The only thing that we had any sort of story sort of driven, you know, moving forward is pretty much MJF. If you want to say. The Britt Baker, Tony Storm bullshit, you could say that too, right? I mean, everything else was pretty much a throwaway match. But, uh, man, it'd be funny. I mean, imagine MJF did turn up. And I'm playing devil's advocate now because I don't think that will happen. But mm. imagine he did turn up in WWE. Like, it would be, it would blow my mind because how did this slip? Could he be working everybody, including TK, actually, Kev? Could Is that they, a possibility? The Cody connection, you know, and uh, the, that's what the, I'm saying. Cody made the most money they ever have. I don't think so, but yeah, it's possible. I'd give it a uh, a 25% possibility, which is a solid, but decent amount, you know. I mean, there's always a chance, right? I mean, fuck, you, you never know, bro. I mean, shit, it, it just blows my mind. Like, I, I, I can't get over. Look, what blows my mind, though, with that promo even more is how the fuck. Like, especially with all the exploits in that, right? And all the explicitives. How the fuck was he allowed to get away with all that shit while you had Turner, or should I say, Discovery executives in the back, dude? Well, they did bleep fuck. It had the delay, at least in... in Not on my feed. Not on my feed. Australia and Pennsylvania was bleeped. Shit, he said shit twice, but fuck was blocked on my feed. Well, I'm glad to report that on the Fight TV app um they did not bleep it out man at all and that's with my intro just then that's where i got that from obviously from the fight tv app that's why i enjoy watching it on fight not just because um you know they leave shit out but they also don't really go to commercial breaks so you continuously see what's going on during commercials and most of the times they actually have overrun for for whatever reason so whatever happens once it goes off the air on tbs sometimes it will continue playing for a good five minutes after the actual show officially ends, which is a plus. So you guys don't have the picture-in-picture commercial breaks? You have the full... No, no, no. We have the full commentary and all. Too. I hate the PIP, man. I hate it. Yeah, man. And actually, funny enough, I was watching the TBS feed this week, right? Mm -hmm. Because for whatever reason, because I have to pay for fight, obviously, right? Right in the middle of my fucking feed, it cut off on me, man. And I'm like, what the fuck? Didn't I pay it? Right, so I just paid it again. But um, my point is, it cut off, so I had to watch a TBS feed, and the picture-in-picture stuff just takes away. I like the way they do, it's the worst, bro. I'll play on my phone and I'll like not look up in time, and I'll miss. Like, yeah, me, neither would I. I. Miss a lot because of the PIP. I'd rather just go to commercial and not have the picture-in-picture. Mm. I bet. Well, do you have VPN? Actually, do you have a VPN by any no, chance? No. no. Download a VPN and I'll send you my account details, dude. Watch it via fight. Trust me, it's much better, bro. Right, cool. I'll send you my details for that. But you need a VPN because it probably won't work because you're in the States. Because obviously that's for people outside of the States. So Yeah, I yeah, wasn't I, know, I wasn't gonna get a VPN because I already like 
jailbreak my fire stick so I get like enough stuff. Uh, well, then you should be cool, bro. Well, I guess maybe I can get fight through that. I didn't even attempt because I didn't. Yeah, think- yeah, yeah, for sure. You should be cool. I'll give you my details. Anyway, off the air, I'll give you the, my details. Tell me if it works. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it should be working. If you've jailbroken that, the your fire stick, then it should work, man, 100%. I mean, but, legal, yeah. I, I did not jailbreak it. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot we are on live fucking. It's not, I don't I want to kidding. call it television. <laughs> You're a character, bro. Well, anyway, man, let's get into the fucking to the first matchup after talking for a good 30 minutes about MJF and was it a work? Was it a shoot? Is it a work shoot and rah, 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 and whatnot? And one more thought but, something said earlier about that, Jimmy, too. You said you hope right. it revolutionizes the whole uh, industry. Uh, it's got to pop a big rating to do that too, to be allowed to be, be away with that risk. Oh, yeah. It's got to, hopefully, if that, I've been, the rating's probably out, right? I, I didn't look today. Hopefully, it popped at least that oh. popped a big ass rating. So we you know what, dude? I'll check out the ratings right now because you're probably right. It probably should be out by now. Yeah. If I think it's something not, astronomical that like, then they could revolutionize wrestling. But if it's uh, barely above what it usually does, it's going to be, you can't do this all the time. You gotta really impress TBS with uh, your numbers to get away with that often. Well, oh, here we go. You, mm, no, I don't think there has been any ratings released yet, dude. Believe it or not. Well, it'll be soon. I'm sure we'll uh, we'll hear about it maybe before we're done filming this. You know. Hmm. I'm hoping. Hang on. Hey, here we go. Oh, dude. Guess what? It's the usual. Eight hundred ninety-two thousand. No, they're up by four point three percent, but it's nine six nine. Actually, perfect nine hundred thousand and sixty nine. Nice viewers, also nine hundred thousand sixty nine viewers. Perfect, like literally sixty nine. But um, yeah, like it's up from four point three percent from last week, and it's a shame because we're not going to get friggin' um, MJF next week. I'm sure he won't appear on Dynamite next week. No way, right? Which is uh, bad because, well, you, you think he might? I'm not sure he could do another, like, uh, if they pretend he's not working there, do, like, an NWO thing where Scott Hall and Razor run in, you know, they don't, they're not employees. They can't do something on the mic and they can cut his mic off. He can just come in and be like, you can't, you can't censor me, Tony. You're a fucking mark. You do something like that and it gets cut off again just for a couple seconds. You can do stuff like that forever for at least a month or so, yeah. you know? I don't oh, think see- he, will, he could. If they advertised that he was going to be, and which they did, right? But if they advertised right away, right after Double or Nothing, mm-hmm. I think they could have broken the million mark, right? But they sort of advertised him kind of last second. I don't want to say last second, but they didn't really promote it enough. You know what I mean? I was kind of surprised to see, oh, well, he's going to be on, even though I sort of called it. But I was still surprised, not, no less, right? And yep. that's the issue, man. They need to promote better. I feel like they need to promote their shit better so people actually, you know, tune in. But for whatever reason, they don't really do that. And uh, we'll, we'll see. I, I do think, you know what? I'll say it now. Next week, because a lot of these Mark Tards, let's be honest, Kev, a lot of these AEW Mark Tards are probably all going to tune in now because of MJF, and he probably won't even be on the show anyway. But they will be expecting him on there, and he'll probably crack a million. But if this shit doesn't get people talking, if this actual promo doesn't actually hit the millions on YouTube, 
which I don't think they've even freaking released, which is even funnier. They actually haven't released it on freaking YouTube, which is fucking silly, bro. I saw like, that's money there. And uh, like a person like you or me posting it on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, but not AEW posting it though. That's the problem. You know what I'm saying? Like that's yeah. the issue. If they want to make money off that promo, just put it up on YouTube because if it makes millions, that's money in TK's pocket, right? So they got to get on. It is what it is. Like soon, man. Like uh, there are some times I wanted to help them grow their business and show them their good matches, and you, you can't find it anywhere. They need it. Yeah, it's tough, it's you gotta, true, man. You got to jump on that. They could have been at 1.5 million too, but like. You can't share it to your friends. You can't be like, yo, check out this match. Check out this promo. Right. Well, man, this key this actually get into the show. And uh man, how nice is the Kia Forum or the LA Forum, like how it's originally called? I know it's an old arena, man, and but man, I like wrestling from that joint. It just looks good. It looks old, but it looks nice. Yeah, it, it's big too, right? How many oh miles? yeah, absolutely. It holds 18,000 or 17,000, 18,000, something like that. But apparently there was 15,000 and that was touted as a sellout though, Kev. So it's a good number. Uh, no, absolutely. It probably, absolutely. Was, it probably was a sellout. Just they probably bought the other 3,000 tickets, you know, <laughs> to TK probably. So it's probably a sellout. Just not everybody was in the seats. Well, they seem like they're a big deal on the West Coast, man, by the looks of things. I mean, and you know what, dude? They actually have been doing great numbers, like, for the last three, four weeks when it comes to attendance. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, man, I like the arenas they book. And the forum is another great place, no doubt about it. But anyway, CM Punk makes his ring entrance. He was all smiles and interacted with fans in, in the front row. He then kneeled with his AEW title bout on the ramp. He was joined by Dax and Cash who wore their Ring of Honor tag team belts for everybody pretty much there, Kev. Excalibur talked about his about this being the California debut for AEW, and that you know leads us to the first matchup of the evening between CM Punk and FTR, Dax Hardwood and Cash Wheeler versus Max Caster with Anthony Bowens and Gun Club, Austin and Colton Gunn with Billy Gunn. Custer was having a field day with the LA references. He said FTR have to ride Punk's coattails to get on Dynamite. Shivani called the guns the dumbass boys. Bowen's pushed to the ring in a wheelchair, tried to get an ass boys chant going. Instead, fans only chanted CM Punk. The graphic said we'll hear from MJF later, plus Waller versus JD Drake and Daniel Garcia versus John Moxley. Fans popped when Punk tagged in a few minutes. In against Car uh, Caster. Cut a long story short, we have the winners as Punk and FTR in 13 minutes. But dude, Anthony Bowman's doing that ass, boys. I don't know why it said in the report that they were doing a CM Punk chant. I don't think they were, dude. Did, did you no. hear that? No, I didn't hear that. No. They were doing the ass boy chant, bro. Everyone's like, ass, boys. He said, don't cut me off because he was saying ass, boys. See, remember right, right. And then scissor me, bro. Scissor me. I don't get that. Guys, scissor? I don't get it. <laughs> Come on, dude. <laughs> you, know, you know you get it. You just don't get it, if you know what I mean. Is it a gay thing? It's pretty gay. I don't know. <laughs> I know girls. Let's call it can be a bit of both, bro. It's a bit of a bit of a gay thing. And I guess, uh, like, you know, screw me, bro. Screw me. Come on. Um, it's, something, it's something sexual, surely. 
I guess. I, I mean, it's cool for him. I know he's. I, I support you, bro. Like, yeah, I just don't get it. I don't know how it works. Hey, for a gay dude, I think Bowens is one of the better gay dudes. I'm, I hate to say it, and I don't want to sound sort of. <laughs> well, offensive. it's the first gay guy they don't portray as feminine. You know. Hmm. That's why. And that's probably. Yeah, and that's probably cool. what it is. It's cool. He's like, you know what I mean? You know that he's not. They're not making a joke out of it. Besides yeah, that, absolutely. Stop doing that. You know, or explain it. So guys, like he he, right? Plus, he doesn't act really poofy, if you know what I mean. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he doesn't act fe feminine. Like, which uh, there's nothing wrong right. with feminine, but like, uh, he's presented tough and manly. And I'm sorry, unfortunately, many times the gay males are not presented that way. They're more effeminate and uh, their characters on these shows and stuff. And, and like, not in real life. There's a lot of manly gay guys, you know? <laughs> hey, I'm not going to lie, actually, Kev. Talk about growing up Jimmy T. Dude, I used to go to this nightclub called Dome back in the day, right? Over here. And it was one of the best clubs in Melbourne, right? At the time. It, it's not open anymore. It's shut down. But it was also known as, as a real gay club too, right? It wasn't a gay club, but a lot of gay people went there, right? But for when it comes to the music and like DJ, if you went to trance and and like you know side trance and shit like that, that was the place to be. But dude, the first time I ever went there, I was underage, right? I was like 16, 17, and I got in. And dude, dude, this motherfucker, right? Big motherfucker. I'm talking about this dude was about he looked like six foot eight, just a tank, bro. Just huge. Dressed up like Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. You know that movie? Yeah. Right. Well, anyway, they're all drag queens and all that shit. Anyway, this guy was dressed as a drag queen, but dude, he looked at me and, and said, the fuck you looking at? Like in the deepest fucking voice, bro. And he goes, I'll fuck you literally right now. If you keep looking, oh man, I shit bricks. I'm not going to lie. Right. Yeah. Like, Whoa, dude. I'm just, it's the first time here, man. I'm just, you know, I'm not, I wasn't used to seeing shit like that at the time. Right. You know what I mean? So I'm like, nah, nah, dude, it's all good. You know what I mean? I don't want trouble. This cunt would have eaten me, bro, like legitly. But my point is, look at him, man. He's a big fairy motherfucker that would have absolutely whooped my ass. You know what I mean? He wasn't acting gay. He looked gay, but wasn't acting gay, if you know what I'm saying. Definitely. Weird yeah. shit, bro. Weird shit. But anyway, my point is, Anthony Bowens, they were actually, I did notice during a picture-in-picture sort of commercial break, they were talking about him being gay, actually, during the break. I don't know if you saw I, that. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't hear on the commercial. You get to actually get the commercial more than the uh, wrestling. So, nah. It is Pride Week, right, I believe? Month, month. Yeah, the whole oh, month. month. Sorry, my bad. My bad. My yeah. bad. <laughs> I didn't even know there was a gay month, but, oh, sorry, Pride Month. <laughs> I'm a fucking idiot. I can't believe it I said that. Know, like Derek and Darren Young could have been a cool, like strong gay character too. Uh, he was too gay though, bro. He didn't know at first in the Nexus, you know? Uh, I don't know, bro. Like if you ran into him in a club somewhere with that fucking hairdo too, bro. I think that hair was pretty bad. That was pretty bad, bro. Yeah. I would have thought, yeah, nah, this guy is straight up gay. Like, <laughs> they still could have made him a little better character and put it into his uh, character a little bit. Yeah, but see, I can take Anthony Bowen's kind of serious, bro. I can. I can. You know what I'm saying? Like, I he's can cool. actually, even though I know he's gay, yeah, he's cool, man. I'll be, I wouldn't scissor him or anything like that. No. But uh, I'll be like, you're, you're all right, dude. You're all right. You know what I'm saying? I actually am a fan of his, believe it or not. I'll say I'll, that right now, bro. I love the acclaims. Right. I, like, I want them to. Absolutely. 
Love them. The acclaimed have arrived. And they're over his sheep, bro. Yeah, they are. They just got to start winning some matches. But that's the problem. Does TK fucking not see what we all fucking see? Because honestly, man, like these guys, in my opinion, are not only more over than Jurassic Express, but heck, I would have them win the tag belts right now. I wouldn't right now just because there's like FTR and there's like a lot of Lucha Brothers. There's a lot of teams that could go with another run that are big and deserve it. Uh, X-Lax definitely needs a total run for that. <laughs> a lot of teams that uh, they're the best tagging division in the world. And I would give it to the bigger names for a little bit longer, but just have them win some more matches and show them growing and becoming contenders, even if it takes a year. But they can't lose six. You can't just be uh, all your wins on dark and elevation, you know, on the YouTube show. No, you're right, dude. You're 100% right. And that's what I was saying. Punk and FTR get the win. Well, Punk did hit the GTS and FTR hit their big rig for the win. Ross said aspects of the match were bowling shoe ugly, but I loved every minute of it. I can see where he's coming from. But anyway, as Punk music played, he stayed in the ring with FTR. His music stopped. He held up the belt as fans chanted CM Punk. Ross said it's a beautiful belt. He added strap. Punk said he's never done drugs, but he imagines this is how it feels. Actually, I'm sorry, Punk, but it's not how it feels. He said he wouldn't be there if his road to success wasn't littered with mistakes, but he learned from them. He also said he's going to get better. He said you can call him what you want, but you've got to call me the champ. Dax said what Punk hasn't done, he's done. He said he's what he said it does feel that good. He said pro wrestling means the world to him. He talked about his wife, which I'm sick about him talking about, and his baby girl. He said those are the only two things that mean more to him than pro wrestling. He said if you're from a different company or the same company, come on out. He called Finley specifically. Punk said he's standing in the ring with two of the best pro wrestlers. And they have a pay-per-view to sell. Forbidden Door, show me what you've got. And out came Hiroshi Tanahashi. Ross touted him and said, this is one for the ages. How can you miss this? Excalibur touted his accomplishments in New Japan. Ross said he reminds him of how he felt when he saw the young Sting in WCW. He's invigorating and gives off such energy. I don't know if I agree with that, but uh, what do you think, actually, Kev? Uh, first, I'm going to start off by saying I didn't want this match. Um, I, I, I love Punk and FTR together, but I don't need Punk on TV every – well, excuse me, wrestling every week. I want it to be more mis- mysterious. I want to miss him. I want to crave seeing Punk. Um, he should have been on this show. He should have done the segment calling out Tanahashi and maybe even, like, walk FTR to the ring and then do commentary or something like that. Uh, that would have been great. Um, I just don't need to see him every week. Keep keep Punk special. Don't just make him another guy. Um, also, the Dak line where he said he does do drugs was pretty freaking hysterical. Yeah. He's like, I do yeah, those things. And this is, <laughs> that was a hilarious line. Um, that was, actually. The ass boys don't realize they are the joke. Um, they think they're in on the joke, but no, they are the joke. Uh, I don't need them on my TV, too. That's nepotism to its finest. They're just there because of uh, Billy Gunn. Uh, if you keep them job, you can keep them jogging forever too. Like I, I don't see it with them. Um, the acclaimed I love, like I said, Max Caster's a star in the making. Still needs to work on his like uh, psychology a little bit in the ring. He's a little, uh, little, oh, little, sure. little sloppy. Um, he's not that young, but he 
he's he still wrestling. Young. Yeah, he, he wrestles young. Uh, he's got so much potential with his character. Um, it was a good match. I, I'll give it that, but I just don't need to see Punk wrestle all the time. You know, they're big names. Give him segments every show. Make you want to see him wrestle more. I didn't need this right okay. after the big championship win. I agree with you, man. I agree 100%. And that's probably Punk's doing, though, Kev. I, I bet he's the one that's probably a, approaching uh, TK. He's like, oh, no, let me wrestle. I'm down for it. Maybe in his own mind, he's thinking, damn, I'm 43. I can still do it. Trying to convince himself, right? True. Just to show and prove to everybody I can still go. And to be fair, he can still go, but he slowed down just a tad. I mean, heck, he even botched a move and he smashed up. He, he did, um, but he probably wants to prove he's a draw, too, because when he was champion in WWE, it was had the, some of the worst ratings in a long time, you know? Uh, so right. he probably wants to uh, wrestle as much as he can just to see if he gets that numbers pop, just to say, hey, I told you, Vince. I told you, Trips. I am a draw, you know? You should have you should have counted on me. Well, 900,000 of them, bro. That's a huge draw. Huge. It's, it's a 0.4, <laughs> or it's 4% raise, and if, maybe that's why he's going to keep being on TV, but – uh. I want to. I want to. I want to crave punk. You know, I want to miss punk. I'd have yeah, him on every show. Talk more. Happy punk I is agree. a tough. Uh, isn't as good on the mic too. So that might be the problem as well too. You're Angry in, punk you is think? where the money's at. One hundred percent, brother. No, for sure, man. For sure, it's true, man. It is true. No doubt about it. But uh, I mean. That's the problem, dude. After all those seven years without Punk, I actually feel like we haven't gone seven years without Punk, Kev. That's the problem. Yeah, and we've seen him so much lately too. Where he's almost—he's not just another guy, but he's just better than just another guy. You know, he's like a—he's like he's not a Roman Reigns. He's a—he's a Seth Rollins. Right now, you know, a Randy Ooh, Orton. Is he stuff. even that? Is he no, even that? No, but he's closer to that than Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, you know. Do you think the ship has sailed really with CM Punk? Was it said? No, they can get it back. Um, Seven years too late. No, they can get it back. They uh, If they would have given the belt right away too, um, I think he, they, they, the momentum would have been off the charts. Yeah, I think the ratings would be at like 1.4, 1.5 million still. Instead of doing the uh, slow burn can I really do it? I'm barely beating all these mid-card guys, barely beating Daniel Garcia. And uh, that was the wrong thing from a business perspective. Story was genius. Story was great. And from a business perspective, they should have jumped while the iron's hot. I agree. And this is my problem that I do have with AEW, man. First of all, they love to blow their load all at once, bro. And yeah. they could have done all as, as, as great as all this shit is with the MJF thing, the Wardlow thing, and Punk getting the AEW World Heavyweight Championship, I don't like how they've done all this all in one hit because now you got Punk kind of looking secondary as your champion. you got Wardlow losing all his heat because of MJF's promo. Can't they just relax for a second and do shit one by one so everybody gets their heat? Yeah, Tony Khan has stories planned out six months in his head, and he sticks to that, you know? You got to follow the crowd, follow the hot hand, like we always say. Whoever's got the most heat is your champion. Whoever the stores revolve around is your champion. Fuck your six-month plan, you know? Go with the hot hand. That's how you can be different from WWE. You don't need to – they have, like, pushed two guys. 
you could push eight guys and jump around champions and stuff too. Go back and forth. If somebody is that good, like Roman Reigns is that good in WWE, you have a long title reign if they deserve it. If yeah. MGF was the champion right now and he stays this freaking hot, have him keep the belt for a year. You know, but they haven't really had a guy stay hot. You know, Moxley had a, had a good run and he lost him when he should have. Um, Danielson should have won it too. He was the hot hand. Right now, you can't have Punk lose it right now, but MGF is the hot hand right now. Ooh, real hot. And I thought it was Wardlow, but I guess he's not compared to MJF. Speaking yeah, of MJF. Title, like I'm saying, get it on him right now before you kill all yeah. It's true, dude. I'm, I hate to say it, but if you're going to do all that shit, you might as well put it on him now. You think the world or the TNT title? I'll go well, fucking give him both the belts. <laughs> uh, Seriously. Can't, Punk can't lose it this quick, and MJF's got more heat, unfortunately, than Wardlow already. Yeah, uh, Cody Rhodes made the TNT title feel important. Wardlow can do that again, you know. Yeah, but if he's number one contender, whatever. If he's number one or whatever the fuck he is, that's different. Why wouldn't he be right? But why wouldn't he be demanding a championship match of sort instead of going up against JD Drake? I mean, come JD on, Drake bro. make it to uh, Applebee's and shifted Applebee's in time. By the way. <laughs> <laughs> no, but he wasn't wasn't wrestling too late to make it back to Apple Applebee's. Why has he even got a contract? That's a job. Seriously, he's gonna lose quick. You know, he's just just like uh, the vet said earlier, man. Today, he said, "Get that fat shit off my television screen," and I actually agree with him, bro. Yep. Yep. I'm just saying. Just saying. It's laughable. Anyway, it is laughable, man. Car, you know, one hundred percent, bro. But um. Speaking of MJF, he makes his way to the ring entrance to his theme. Fans booed. He looked like he'd been crying. <laughs> Excalibur said double or nothing will be a night he never forgets. Ross said he was overwhelmed by a bigger, stronger man. He said he didn't think anyone could have beat Warlow that night. MJF enters the ring, mic in hand. He says he's in a lot of pain after what happened Sunday. I couldn't tell, actually, just quietly, Kev. <laughs> You're right. But the fans want to hear him talk. He said, but this is Max Friedman talking. He said, there are a lot of important exe executives there to watch his boss's product. And it'd be a real shame if something bad happened. I wouldn't want to embarrass you, man. He said, he's been trying to speak to him and hash things out for quite some time. Well, guess what? Too little, too late, he said. He said, when this company first started, it was all friends wrestling. He said he had to write his own ticket. He said he created moment after moment. He still gets no respect. He said nobody's on his level. He also says everything he touches turns to gold, which is true. And there is nothing he can't do. He said every time he comes out there, he is not expected to hit home runs. He's expected to hit grand slams. And I'll do that shit on a weekly basis. He goes on to say all the other boys can settle for being great. But he has to be perfect. He said he's the only guy capable of carrying the company on his back, which he has done for months. He said it's funny that he hears booze, but he also hears clapping. He asked where they were this whole weekend when they were calling him an unprofessional piece of shit. He said the boys are in the back and are the problem too. He said they want his spot and they can have it because he doesn't want to be there anymore. He called the fans uneducated marks. He said they sit there on their phones tweeting their opinions like they're worth a damn. Let me explain something to you people. He said your opinions suck. 
Your opinions change on the drop of a dime. He he said they claim he is great in the ring, but they didn't used to say that, which is actually true, Kev. He said they don't respect him because he's not chasing star ratings or pretending to watch New Japan and dropping people on their heads. That made me laugh. I'm the best in the world because I'm the only guy who makes you feel, unlike all those boys, I don't have to do a bunch of bullshit to get you there. I am a generational talent, and you people consistently take me for granted. It's not just you. It's the big man in the back, too, or the little man, or however you want to call him. He said he doesn't want you to know that he's the second biggest minute for a minute draw. Ask that boy Tony in the back. <laughs> See what he's got to say, he said. But don't ask him to reach into his pockets to pay the man who's been busting his ass for you since day one. Make sure he hoards all that money so he can give it to all the XWBE guys that they hoard. He keeps bringing in who can't lace my boots. He's shouting and frothing at the mouth at this point. He asked if Tony Khan would treat him better if he was an XWBE guy. He said MJF has a position of power in a wrestling company, but he should be behind the guardrail with all of them. He said he doesn't want to wait until 2024, so he told Khan to fire him. He yelled at a fan and said, shut your mouth. He yelled, fuck you, you fucking mark. Fire me or something along those lines. He was bleeped as they cut away. Like we were saying earlier, I don't think we need to really get into any more of that. We already gave our opinions, but he fucking hit everything perfectly, and including about people that watch or pretend to watch New Japan. I, for one, watch New Japan and have so for years, just quietly. But like we were saying, we've already said what, you know, our little piece. But a lot of this just, stuff wouldn't even have uh, made sense for the storyline if Meltzer didn't fabricate it, you know, or didn't, didn't bring it to our light. So that's also right. what seems like a work too. Like if uh, they, that wasn't on TV, you know, that he was going to no-show the pay-per-view and stuff like that too, that was like Meltzer thing. So like- yeah, Absolutely, uh, I agree. Probably a work, you know. Like, why else did that that just conveniently happen? You know. Yeah, I mean that's AEW for you, right? Yeah, if you don't well, follow your cheats, you'd be like, people don't say that. What are you talking about, MGF? I didn't see that on Dynamite the last two weeks. <laughs> you know, like, well, but he ain't wrong though, dude. You got to follow the dirt sheets to understand what's going on in AEW. I love it. You know, we we love it. I guess we don't have too much more to say about this. So, uh, bravo, MGF. Bravo. Absolutely. Pride Month, me and Jimmy, you're both sucking your dick tonight, MJF. We're sucking, and we're going to keep sucking your dick. It doesn't matter if it's not a different dick. I take everything I said back about different dick sucking. In yeah. this case, I can suck MJF's dick every week, bro. MJF's dick over strong. Twice on Sundays, brother. Just saying. But anyway... Speaking of sucking dick, I'm sure we're both going to suck this guy's dick. Miro appears on the screen and said it's been a long time. He said he has decided to return to AEW to help his fellow man, the bastards, the punks, and the cowboys, and also the pagans. He will redeem them. He said his neck is now fixed, but it's his heart that is now broken. He said he doesn't want to come home. He wants to take their homes. And the Redeemer's back. I mean... That was a pretty good promo. And you know what? Uh, the vet actually brought up an interesting point earlier. Do you know what this is and what he's cosplaying actually, dude? What's that? Explain me. What was the And the Barbarian, bro. That's what this was. Mm. And they hit me in the head. I was like, damn. That is kind of in the Barbarian. <laughs> uh, I would have loved this. I love Miro. Um, he was my favorite when he was the uh, TNT champion. 
But once again, he's on TikTok with his wife playing sword fighting too much, you know? And dancing. Uh-huh. What type of sword fighting, huh? No, like they're doing some like uh, legit sword fighting. I guess Lana's doing a movie where she has a sword and they're oh. doing like, sword fighting and punching and kicking at each other. Like, and then uh, so she's, they, a, she's a hemiphidite? They're dancing at a festival too, and he supposedly had an injured neck and stuff too. Like uh Stone of Redeemer does, and a monster sent from God doesn't do like uh EDM dancing, you know, and uh oh god no cosplay sword fighting, practicing through <laughs> for a movie role, you know. Well, like the vet said, I, I can see what he meant by Conan the Barbarian, bro. I don't know if you remember the movie, but go back on it and you'll see what he's talking about. No, it is. It's, I just watched the Northman too. It's the Norse version of Conan the Barbarian too. Yeah, it's a uh, awesome character. He's just got to not get on TikTok. Yeah, I'm just going to be a badass on TikTok. Yeah, well, I mean, shit. I mean, him and his wife can play sorties all they want, but uh, I just want the Redeemer to be back. I mean, heck, man, it's been a good six months since he's been around. I don't know if he was injured. I don't know if it was because he was filming his TV series that he was doing. I don't know what the fuck it was, but it was six months way too long. And speaking of that, we get Johnny Elite making his ring appearance once once again in his home uh, city of L.A., right? He's from L.A. Uh, yes, yes. Well, uh, anyway. It's a shame Johnny's a jobber already. You Johnny know? Jobber, bro. Don't worry about Johnny Elite. It's Johnny Jobber from this day forth. Yeah. Uh, we have a uh, dollar club wrestler called Johnny the Jobber, so I'm not going to call Johnny Morrison <laughs> R- uh, really? Yeah. This is his shirt. He's a notoriously bad tipper. Johnny the Jobber. Oh, no shit. Yeah, it's his pro wrestling t-shirt. Oh. Nice, nice. So Johnny Morrison, Johnny Elite, uh, but stop jobbing. You're gonna that's gimmick infringement, buddy. Johnny Nitro, Johnny Mundo, Johnny fucking Nada. I mean, yeah. yeah but- he's in Game Changer Wrestling too. No, really. Yeah, he's Johnny Game Changer over there. God damn it. Well, Miro ends up tapping him out with his finisher and wins in about seven fucking minutes. And there goes Johnny Jobber. Next, Excalibur threw to a video package on Arena Anarchy. Chris Jericho, Matt Menard or Maynard, Angelo Parker and Jack Hager walks out. Maynard screeched about proving who they were on Sunday. Jericho took the mic and said they wanted to sing, but they don't deserve it tonight. He said winning that match came with a price. He asked what kind of a man burns another man. That's funny. Jer- Jericho said uh, hypocritically complaining about Eddie Kingston. When he talked about Brian Danielson saying he was going to kick his head in, fans began chanting yes. Jericho said sports entertainers always beat pro wrestlers. Then, then they were interrupted by Eddie Kingston's music. Kingston then walks out with William Regal. Kingston yelled, cut the music. He said he wants to fight all of them right now. Regal shouted blood and guts. The announcers talked about the match, the two ring cage match that used to be known as War Games. Jericho said he's not getting blood and guts. Santana Ortiz and Hager beat up Kingston at ringside. Ortiz, though, showed up in the ring behind Jericho and whipped him with a loaded sock. He then snipped off some of Jericho's hair. Ortiz and Kingston laughed at ringside. Jericho yelled that his hair is worth more than their entire existence. He then agreed to a blood and guts match as long as he gets a Jericho versus Ortiz hair versus hair match. And he said he will shave him and burn him. Why, Kev? Because he's a wizard. 
Yeah. What'd you think? I love sports entertainment. So I like their yeah. work here, but uh, the anarchy in the arena was the stadium stampede match. That was sports entertainment. Absolutely was. I mean, Jericho's hair is sports entertainment. That's not wrestling. So it's kind of making the uh, BCC in Kingston very, very hypocritical. Um, Absolutely. Especially Moxley. Especially Moxley. Might as well bring Mitch the plant with him. Um, I would have rather them just done the blood and guts match and not the anarchy in the UK or anarchy in the arena because that in the UK that actually could fit the BCC's gimmick and not the stadium stampede match, what they just did, and it wouldn't make them look like hypocrites. But I'm also over this, I think they need to keep it going. Uh, but they all did great, they're great at what they do. You made me laugh to the point where I choked on my freaking thing, man. But uh, anyway. Yeah, I mean, you're right. You hit the nail on the head. And to be fair, I'm sick of this shit. Like you just said, I don't understand why uh, x lax <laughs> always have to be associated with Jericho one way or the other. I mean, it's always them and Jericho. I mean, fuck. After, has he kidnapped him? Is he holding him to some sort of ransom, bro? Because no matter what they do... It makes me sorry? feel like they're not creative and they need Jericho to get on TV to come up with ideas. Call Conan. Figure something out. Get away from Jericho. Right. Three years you've been with Jericho. <laughs> Literally, if it's not with him, it's against him. I mean, and it's always the same shit. Yep. You had one good few with the uh, the parking lot brawl with the uh, against the best friends, and that's the highlight of their career right now. They they've been losing or being second fiddle the whole other three years. I just don't get it. But in my opinion, Jericho ain't losing his hair, even though. He should because he's got a real bad receding hairline, to be fair. I mean, if you've noticed that bald patch fucking up the top there, man. Yeah, but it looks like he got plugs in the front, front, front though. So that might, when he said this is the most expensive hair you'll ever touch, I think that's what he right, meant. Right, right. Literally, right. Yeah, no, you're right. I mean, but he does have a bald patch just back here, but he covers it up really well. Yeah. Kind of like the Shawn Michaels sort of bald patch, if you remember, when he still had his long hair. He but looks even, right now. It looks the best he has in a while. So I hope he doesn't cut his hair. It's the best he's looked. He got I back agree. Kinda. Well, this is why I think Ortiz will be losing his hair because think about it, dude. I mean, he's always wearing a hat or some shit like that, right? He's always kind of covering uh, up his hair. Got that long curly thing going. He wears a headband. Yeah, and it's, but he always true, but it's even that's true right. too. And but it is getting out of control, to be fair. So I can just see him losing his hair because he's got a Fozzie concert coming up, actually. Kev. Uh, he so needs his hair for that. He needs his hair for that, bro. I mean, come on. I mean, can you picture Jericho bald? He'll look ugly as shit, bro. Well, like seriously, think about that. He can't. And he, he's actually is a legit rock star. He can't shave his head. He can't, man. And and speaking of, I mean, what do you think of fucking Kingston, bro? I'm so sick of shit. And did you see that picture that's come up all over the internet, bro? Yeah, I thought that was a joke. Is that real? That's real, bro. That's not a joke. Uh, okay. <laughs> that's that's not a joke, bro. To me, that seems a bit uh like we were saying before, sort of poofy, bro. <laughs> I hate to say hate to say it. Hey. If he is, uh, he's a parent's one, so uh, I don't care. Yeah. Maybe he's in an open relationship with his so-called wife. Maybe his wife is a shim. I mean, each to their own, but, um, you know. Yeah. yeah uh, good's the word. But uh, this feud, he's been uh, 
a letdown. Uh, he needs to move on too. This feud's not bringing out the best of him. He's trying to overact to uh, make up for Jericho Sports Entertainment, especially at Double, Double or Nothing when he was crying, fake crying. That was terrible acting. Oh, God, uh, people love that promo, bro. What he said was good, but the acting sucked. He had some good lines, but the crying, the fake crying, you know, you could just, you yeah. know, obviously by his character, you knew he wasn't crying. You could tell it was fake the whole time. Uh, yeah. With man. What he said, he had a couple good lines, but that fake crying was pretty awful acting wise. But I'm with you. I couldn't get into that promo because of just his bullshit. You're spot on, dude. But uh, yeah, man. Anyway, we do get a blood and guts match and a hair versus hair match. Whatever. I mean, it's been three years, guys. Can't we just fucking end this shit already, for Christ's sake, please? Obviously, he's got to get his win back so that you know he's going to win. Anyway, whatever. Even this Blackpool Combat Club bullshit for me is just. It's not really working properly, in my opinion, yet, bro. Um, we'll talk about that at the main event. But, yeah, I'm, I'm more on your side with that. But I don't want to get too into it till the end. Oh, no, no dramas. We, we will talk about that. But we move to our number two. And we move to our next matchup, which is Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus and Christian Cage and Darby Allen and Matt Hardy versus Red Dragon, Bobby Fish and Kyle Riley and the Young Bucks, Matt and Nick Jackson with Brandon Cutler and of all fucking people, Hikuleo, bro. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Hikuleo? Yeah. Well, this is a uh, clusterfuck. A big clusterfuck. And the Bucks do get the finish with a Meltzer driver as the winners are the Bucks, Red Dragon, and Hikuleo in about 12 minutes. Big fuck. I think uh, Jungle Boy was the one that actually ate the pin, right? I believe. Yeah. Uh... And... Uh, this Sorry, is part of the on. problem with long-term storytelling. How many times is, is he going to get take pins? How many times is Christian going to be an asshole to him? You know, <laughs> yeah, you're champions I'm, too. You're doing the WWE thing. They shouldn't be taking pins. You know, at least not jumping. Right, especially as champions. And I said this previously on the original skirmish. I was saying that the problem is you can't have your champion always taking pins, and yeah. that's what's happening. And I'm just waiting for Christian. To absolutely turn on fucking Jungle Boy, and especially, for whatever reason, especially when WWE has the Usos as the unified champions, RK Bro is the most over tag team in wrestling. But but AEW definitely is the best tag team division by far. So right now, like WWE, uh, the the tag team title seems hotter than the AEW one, which is kind of embarrassing for them. That's <laughs> yeah, that should not be happening. I agree with you 100%, man. But uh, it is what it is. You know what I mean? So whatever, man. I just can't wait for them to lose it, those damn straps. It's anyway, time. we I it like time. I, I'm a fan of them, but it's time. It was time three months ago for them to lose it. Maybe even longer. Well, we get – is her name Lexi Nair? Is that how you would say her last name? Whatever her fucking yeah. last name is. She, she interviews Swerve Strickland and Keith Lee backstage. Who gives a shit, really? We also get Shivani interviewing Athena on the stage. She said it's no secret why she's in AEW. She said the one wrestler in particular she wants, for whatever reason, is Jade Cargill. She said all streaks were made to be broken and should be the one to break hers. Actually, no, you won't be, actually, Athena. She said she can say whatever she wants, but she is the alpha. I'm sick of everyone using alpha and all that shit. But anyway, Jade Cargill interrupts and said, Tony, cut the shit. Which is the best cut, uh, 
like catchphrase period right now in AEW. She walked out with Kiera Hogan, Red Velvet, and Stokely uh, Hathaway. Jay got in her face. She introduced the best talker in the game. And I just want to call him Bivens, really, at this point. Then yeah. said, as Jade's publicist, it's his duty to tell her that Jade is a queen and the TBS champion. Chris Stanland and Anna Jade come out to stand next to Athena. And Athena looked like fucking shit next to fucking Jade Cargill. And she's going to lose and lose well. Yep. Uh, first, I want to start off by saying Athena's always going to be judged by what she wears now because of her previous comments about WWE. And right. I don't think she should have worn had uh, worn that much belly hanging out too, because she's gonna get judged. she's gonna get called like a hypocrite. Um, I, I I always thought you were sexy with or without fishnets and and NXTs, but you're just gonna get judged. You're bringing your a fire on your on yourself for a while. I'd wait till some of that heat blows down before I showed any skin besides your arms. Um, I agree. Yeah, like uh, because, I mean, let's be honest. She does she look like she's put on weight, bro? It doesn't. She looks good either way. She looks good. Her hair looked good. Oh, hey. She looked hot. She looks pretty. She Absolutely. I mean, I'll throw it in. That's for sure. She did have a little <laughs> more charisma than usual here, but standing next to Jade Cargill, she definitely looked inferior to Jade Cargill. Jade Cargill is a alpha. She is the alpha over anybody in that company. Um, Absolutely, Kev. Even when uh when uh Statlander and uh, Anna Jay walked in too, you could just see like Jade is a fucking star. Statlander has is pretty good at looking tough, but it made Anna Jay look young and uh and less lesser too, you know. But Jade is a fucking star. Like they they gotta keep her, keep training her, make her the fucking man. Honestly, dude, I don't know who can be the one that actually ends up dethroning her, bro. Uh nobody yet. Um the only one they even consider pinning her is Britt Baker's the only one that even has a shot at this point, you know. But I wouldn't consider you know what, dude? If they play their cards right, I'm probably going to get a lot of get the fuck out of here sort of comments. But Chris Statlander can possibly be the future one to dethrone her if they play their cards right with her and start rebuilding her up as one yeah. tough, badass bitch. Give her a hurry up, different personality. Um, you know, she's she's more than just a fake alien now, which I like that. I thought it was funny and cool. Me too. Uh, yeah, if they build her up and give her some depth to her character... She could. Um, I don't see it for a while. They'd have to uh, put a lot of work into that, give her a lot of like mic time, which she's not getting right. much. Well, she was actually good the other night on the mic, best she ever was. But give her mic every week, um, build her up, get her a fan base. Besides just the AEW loyals, get like the uh, – I, I, yeah, just get her a bigger fan base, have it keep growing. For sure. No doubt about it, man. Well, we move on to the next matchup between Warlow and Fatshe Drake. And what, what's, what's there to say here other than Warlow sides walk, slammed Jake, and then powerbombed him for the win in literally one minute? One fucking minute. How stupid was it when uh, Smart Mark came out and said you're injuring? Uh, that was so stupid. Well, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll get to that. Shivani enters the ring to interview Warlow. Smart Mark Sterling interrupt and said, hold on, hold on a second. He came out with about eight of the security guys. He said he must be tickled pink about beating up all those security guys. Warlow told the security guy who handed him an envelope, this dude doesn't even watch the product. As Warlow opened the envelope, 
Sterling said he's being sued by the American Arena Security Professionals. What the fuck? Uh, ASP? Is that what you would call it? Or AS, double ASP, whatever the fuck? ASP. He said, yeah, ASP or some shit. He said he is representing them and he'll see him in court. Wallow then power bombs the security guy as Sterling yelled, he has a family. No. Wallow ripped up the lawsuit paperwork and shoved it in the guy's mouth. And uh, what is it to say other than this is stupid? And where line, are we going to go I, with this? I like that Mark line, but uh, uh low already has the contract. Stop having to beat up security guards now. Let's uh, you're done with that. Move on. You're better than it. You're bigger than yeah. it. Beat MGF. You don't need to keep beating security guards. You're a good guy. You have a contract now. Uh, don't beat up security guys unless they deserve it. <laughs> right. Absolutely. You, did you hear that? Well, stop beating up the security guys. Fuck the security guards. All right. Like the song goes. But yeah, man, I just hope we don't get some long ass bullshit with smart Mark Sterling. We'll see what happens. But I can't help but think that shit from Double or Nothing was all for nothing in many ways. Because really, if he's going to be in a program with smart Mark Sterling, or we're going to get some sort of debut by someone that might possibly, maybe, beat Wardlow for whatever reason. I just feel like they're going to just fuck all his momentum if they haven't already with MJF it's and all that shit going on. Here too. It's Shades of WWE. Stone Cold was fighting Kevin Owens fighting Stone Cold. And then he drops to Ezekiel right after that. This uh, Yeah. Lost all that. Ridiculous. Highlight of his life. I mean, he's doing a great job. It's entertaining. But he went from the pinnacle of wrestling fighting the uh, the, uh, most over-wrestler of all time to Elias' younger brother. (laughs) It's not Elias' younger brother. Kevin, how many times have I told you it's freaking Elias, bro? No, you didn't see the lie detector test? Oh, God. Come on, man. It's Elias, damn it. And and Ken Ken Owens. Ken Owens is Kevin Owens' younger brother. I don't care what you say. You're going to tell me Santa isn't real. I saw a picture with him, like, tucking me in when I was He's dead. not real, Kev. Come on, dude. Get with the program, bro. Give me my cookies. Look. <laughs> well, it wasn't Santa. It could have been me, damn it. Yeah, I said it. I said it. I flew all the way to Philly and took the cookies, bro. I ate them myself, okay? And your milk. Wrestling's Just ruined me, damn it. That, that's right. No, it's not. No, it's not. No. <laughs> Actually, it is. It is. Well, actually, before I continue on, I forgot to mention, bro. I don't know if you heard this, but um, do you remember Metheny, that MJF? I didn't know Metheny? if that was real or not. I saw that right when I was logging on. Uh, I didn't get to look and confirm it. Is That's it? sad, bro. I'm actually, I feel bad for him, bro, because especially, I don't know if you read what he said. No, did you, I did saw you the, uh, the headline. It was on, uh, right when I was like logging on, I saw the headline that you passed away. I don't know I didn't right. see it or, uh, or if it was... I didn't get to confirm if it was legit or not. It's sad, bro, but I'll, I'll just bring up um, uh, an article about it. Because I, I felt bad, man. But um, here it is, and I'll just read it out before I continue on. Brian Pillman Jr. had a complicated relationship with his mother, Melanie Pillman. The tragic story was shared on an episode of Dark Side of the Ring that told the story of Brian Sr.'s wild life and tragic death. Now, Brian Jr. has announced that his mother has passed away. Melanie Pillman is a name familiar to wrestling fans as the wife of the late, great Brian Pillman. She was at the forefront of the infamous Pillman's Got a Gun angle. I remember that like it was yesterday. With Steve Austin, Melanie was awkwardly interviewed live on Monday Night Raw. 
after Brian's death, sparking a discussion over whether the company was exploiting his tragic passing. Melanie died on Wednesday at around 1pm, according to an Instagram post from Brian Pillman Jr. <coughs> Excuse me. He left a lengthy remembrance of his mother along with a photo. Brian had plenty to say about her passing. Uh, yesterday at approximately 1pm, my mother Melanie was pronounced dead. Those of you who know our family story understand that I didn't have the best relationship with my mother. Though my sister and I had recently been in touch with her, working to improve that relationship. While I didn't spend too much time with her, she would always tune into my Twitch streams and interact with my fans, oftentimes sharing with them old stories about my father and the wrestling business. She had been helping out my sister with her son, Asha, by, purchase, by purchasing him baby clothes and was on relatively good terms with everyone as of late. Her death, while unexpected, was not surprising, her lifestyle choices that dominated the better part of the last 25 years of her life had ultimately caught up with her. She was, an intellig she was as intelligent as she was beautiful and her dark sense of humor could make even the biggest prude burst out in laughter. Although I had my build-up resentment towards her, I was very proud of her for taking part in the Dark Side of the Ring documentary and sharing the truth about our family story. That was the beginning of us mending our relationship. I do have regrets. I regret not giving her the time of day when she was trying so hard to be in our lives again. I regret not texting her back even though I had the time to. I regret not trying harder to break her off her bad habits and help her get the help she needed. A couple of weeks ago, she had been tuning into my Twitch stream and she told me in the chat that she was coming over to Linda's house to drop off some, some trading cards. I didn't see it in the chat, so I was annoyed at her for showing up unannounced. I met her outside and accepted the gift and gave her a hug, and she went on her way. I truly regret not sitting down with her for a little bit or going to grab lunch with her. I regret being upset with her simply because she wanted to see her son. She actually looked really healthy and sober. That was the last time I saw her. Thank you, Mum, for bringing me into this world and for trying your absolute best you were my number one fan in wrestling and on Twitch. Rest in peace. I love you. That's fucking sad, bro. Yeah. I'm going to assume it was uh, just the buildup of drugs over her lifetime. Not she didn't relapse or anything, I'm going to hope. I'll give her the benefit. I hope not, right. Yeah, it's a shame. Sorry sorry for uh, Brian Pillman and your whole family. Uh, I know it's terrible. Damn, uh, absolutely. Here for yeah, it. That's More than thoughts and prayers. We, uh, if you need anything. Need any help starting any charities or anything too? Like, uh, email me at kevflix2424 gmail.com. I'll uh, help you out. Um, I don't know, I can't do much. I'm not the richest guy, but <laughs> any support, uh, yeah, definitely uh, contact Dollar Club and we'll uh, help you out as much as we can or anything to help support you. Absolutely. And likewise, you can hit us up at the PWC network at gmail.com if you need a hand. And, uh, man, like I said, I'm, I'm sad by that news because she seemed like she was trying while. Unfortunately, you know, for Brian and his sister, and I can understand why, you know, we're kind of pushing her away and whatnot. The sad part is, I mean, he's still in his 20s, right? Or is he in his early 30s? I believe he's still 20s. Right. Well, fuck, man. He's, he's pretty much, you know what I mean, orphaned in his 20s without both his folks. And, you know, their hearts go out to Brian Pillman Jr. and his family, man. But, uh, yeah, after the, the, that news, I mean, let's get back into Dynamite. I just thought I'd have to, you know, i got to put it out there, man. And uh, 
yeah, like I said, that's sad news. But we get Lexi interviewing Dan Lambert, Scorpio Sky, and Ethan Page. Lambert said, Dante Martin has a lot of potential at his best. He might someday be as good as Ethan. Sky said he wants him to enjoy his California vacation because on Friday, he'll get his ass handed to him by the face of TNT. Dante walked up to him and said he thinks he's better than him right now. And on Rampage, he will prove it. Well, first of all, he's not going to beat Scorpio Sky. And second of all, is it just me, Kev, or does Dante Martin remind you of Kid from Kid and Play? Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, his uh, look is in the best presentation right now, uh, especially when it grow to be a star. The whole world wants to root for you, you know. Um, I, I root for you. I like it. Um, you're going to lose here. It's going to be a good match, though. Um, yeah, just keep working out. Keep work. Keep honing your skills and uh, try to look more professional like uh try <laughs> yeah like or keyword like, yeah i can't really explain it um it just get you bro try to look like a million bucks you know bigger than well, he just he, um jago brought up an interesting point earlier he reminds him of like will osprey about six years ago and i can understand where he's coming from like especially if you think back to that matchup between will osprey and ricochet if you remember mm-hmm. that real controversial matchup if you know what i mean excuse yeah. me well i was gonna say it reminds me of like evan Bourne back in the day like oh freak. evan Bourne reminds me of freaking matt seidel from back in the day because nothing's fucking changed bro <laughs> got a hippie haircut now oh well yeah and he smiles probably a, a little too often but uh yeah <laughs> i don't know man dante martin's good in the ring but too much of a fucking flippy guy needs to slow down a little bit He's got to work on his facial expressions too, definitely. Um, But he's got potential. He's young. That's the kind of guy you want to keep building, you know? I actually think if his brother Darius or Darius, whatever the fuck his name is, wasn't so injury prone, I think he's actually better than Dante, bro. That's what people have been saying. I need to uh, go back and watch more and and to to confirm. uh, It's been a while since I've seen him. Oh, well, yeah. He appears and then he's gone for six months once again. He's pretty injury prone, bro. It is what it is. But um, we move to match number four between Ruby Soho and Tony Storm versus Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter with Rebel. Um, the winners in the end was Soho and Storm in nine minutes. And no, that was, Ruby, that was sorry. Not, the winner was us for seeing Jamie Hayter's ass. <laughs> and Jamie Hayter was the Dollar Club's dollar winner of the night with that fine ass booty. <laughs> Oh no, you didn't, bro. I was Oh no, you didn't. You did it, bro. I want my motherfucking money. Services rendered. Fuck a check. Return it to sender. Give me mine and legal tender, Mr. Manager. The venue was filled to capacity. Check the door box. Count my percentage and get that to me. Fuck me, fuck me on the door and we in all black with Millie's ball caps and billies. It's all raps for really. Fuck me on the door and we in all i got to say, dude, the vet gave the best comment on Brandy's ass, man. You know what he said? Nah, what? He said, clearly Brandy got her ass from the white side of the family, bro. <laughs> uh, Hater, I'll buy that for a dollar. Jamie Hater, I want to eat your booty like groceries. <laughs> 
There's nothing to hate about that. Oh, shit. That was gold, man. Fuck, I'm crying, bro. Seriously. That was, that was good. That was fucking... <laughs> that was really good, man. But yeah, man. <laughs> they end up getting the win, even That's though Britt Baker... Brandy joke, by the way, by uh, the vet. That was good. Oh, well, fuck, he's got a point, right? Yeah, I think she's attractive. I mean... Oh no, for sure, absolutely, absolutely. But um, hey, I'm you know I'm pretty sure it's from the white side of the family. It is what it is. But uh, in the end, um, Ruby finished Baker with the uh, destination unknown after the match. Hater hit Soho and Storm with the Owen Cup belt, and um, that's about it. Like I was saying, in nine minutes, Soho and Storm win. They showed Vince Vaughn and Macaulay Culkin in the crowd. Oh, he's home alone," said Regal. Very self-satisfied, he asked Jericho how he'll look with a bald head. Were you happy to see these B-graders? I mean, Vince Vaughn kind of, you know, B-minus now. But he's not the same dude like he used to be. And Macaulay Culkin has been home alone for a long time, actually, Kev. That's a, these are big deals. They're big fans, you know. I'd show all the followers. Huge. Yeah. Huge fans. Absolutely huge fans. No doubt about it, man. They're going to make one. So, yeah. Hell yeah. They are? Yeah. It's in the books. It's, it's, uh, they're working on it. Oh, do we really need another one, especially at his age, bro? Um, It's like, I think they get divorced. So, it's like, how do like 50-year-old divorce guys crash weddings and show they still got it? Is the, uh, at least the script's done. I don't know if they started filming yet. Is Macaulay Culkin older than us, bro? Um, he's probably the same age, maybe a year or two older, probably uh, pretty close. He still looks fucking 15, bro. Mm -hmm. Except he looks like he's all, you know, drugged out and shit and whatnot. You know what I'm saying? Apparently he used to hit fucking the heroin pretty hard, bro. Mm, it's a shame. It's a shame. Hey, it is a shame, but he's still alive and kicking. And at the end of the day, he is a big professional wrestling fan, just like us. So I'll take my hat off to him. No doubt about it. Anyway, let's move on to the main event ski between Daniel Garcia and John Moxley in what is otherwise an absolute bloodbath. Great match. I just don't take Garcia seriously, bro. Um, I like Garcia a lot. Uh, John Moxley comes off as a as a pussy because he bleeds every match and he bleeds to everybody. Every match, bro. Every match. Like if he eats, if he's eating like a cheeseburger, does it cut his face and does he bleed? <laughs> the biggest fucking bloody bitch ever. Like you're a good, you put on good matches and I enjoy it, but stop fucking bleeding, dude. Save for the big matches. You know it's 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 embarrassing at this point. Bro, it's AEW, man. What we'll save it for the big matches? They, they don't save shit, bro. The amount of blood these motherfuckers have lost. He's more than Nick Gage, you know. Like come on, dude. Like. What's your period? Kill fucking squad, bro. It's his period every Wednesday on his forehead. <laughs> I'm a big Moxley. Saying, like, so much cooler than you mm, were before. But calm it the fuck down, dude. You were, you were. It just it brings you down. You're better than that. Uh, maybe we should call him Ragsley. For real. <laughs> I mean, fuck. I mean, look. I'm hoping it was hard way, but I doubt it. And that's the problem, dude. Does Moxley really think? Yeah, man, we'll fucking, we'll, we'll, I'll blade it, I'll blade it, you know, I'll get some color every week, man. You know what I mean? Like, do you, do you think he actually sits there and say that shit? He gets a high, he gets a rush, but he gets, you know, he's been wanting this. 
His head you know, is he, fucked up, like uh, Dusty Rhodes' forehead, you know? Like, uh, yeah. calm it down, dude. Once every four months is better. <laughs> once every four months. No, look, baby steps, Kev. Maybe once every two weeks. You know what I'm saying? And then we go from there once every three yeah, weeks. There. I'm a big fan of Mox. I don't mean <laughs> to call you period head. But, Me too. Uh, calm it down, dude. Like, you're so good. So good. You were probably oh. the champion they had, the best championship reign they had so far, too, dude. Like you, you, then you have a great record. You're very protected. Cool entrance. The crowd loves you. Calm your tits, though. Calm your tits. <laughs> Calm your tits, indeed, man. Actually, yeah, they protect him, but he doesn't protect himself, bro. Oh, That's the problem. Yeah. It's crazy, man. And then he's the one that complains about WWE and their, and their scripted shit. Well, here you are, John. Or should I say Jonathan? All right. This is exactly why you needed to be scripted down because motherfucker, you if it was up to you, you'd be on your rags literally every fucking week. Yep. Just saying. Just fucking saying. That's what gets me about these guys, man. Sometimes these professional wrestlers think they know better than, you know, actual management and shit and whatnot. And, and most of the time they probably do, right? Yeah. But this is a good example of someone that needs to be shackled week in, week out. I mean, this guy loves getting light bulbs busted over his head all the time like he loves it like you said he gets a rush from it let me say something though here in australia man we got a thing called the domeo grin all right now if you don't know what the domeo grin is domeo is a pasta sauce here right and you know there's a commercial over it you know where it shows people smiling where they got the pasta sauce all over them right well as a joke, we say, if you like to wear the Domeo Green, that means you like eating out a chick while on their rags, right? <laughs> and clearly Moxley is one of those guys, bro. I mean, seriously, he loves blood, loves the plasma, loves the Domeo Green. I mean, I, I don't even want to know what him and Renee get up to, bro. Well, um, he was addicted. He, uh, he went to rehab, so he's an addict. Um, oh, a lot of times addicts right. replace their one addiction with something else. So maybe this, this bleeding is his new addiction, you know? I'm serious. Like they really do like they replace a lot of people. That's why a lot of people will get into fitness when they when they become an adult. We get into food, they'll eat too much food. Um, they'll get into a, a weird hobby, knitting. Like they they, they have to be knitting something else. Knitting. Can you picture Moxie knitting? Well, just quietly. I don't know if you can see in the back there. I can too, right? See, see that guy in the background there? Damn it. Like next to Roma Reigns. Oh, well, not side. Gambit, my background, right over here, yeah. next to Roman Reigns, right? You yeah, see that Dean, guy? Dean Ambrose? Yeah, Dean or, Ambrose. Uh, that is John Moxley's younger brother, Dean Ambrose, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying, that that's him. That's him. That's his actual autograph too, mind you. Oh, But awesome. I don't know what's happened to his brother, dude. Yeah, they're all legit autographs. Like I've got Hollywood Hogan there. Nice. I've got uh, Dean Ambrose, John Moxley's younger brother, Roman Reigns, Kazuchika. I've got heaps. I've got a fair few, but... um. Yeah, man. Uh, I mean, seriously, he's got to just relax his fucking sacks, man, and just stop bleeding everywhere all the fucking time because he bleeds like a bitch, bro. Like, I have I mean, an intervention for him. All of, everybody sit him down in a room. Like, stop <laughs> bleeding, dude. Save it for the pay-per-views only. Something tells me Renee Paquette is actually into that shit too, bro. I don't know why, but uh, I don't know, man. It's just it's, it's a bit of a weird thing, but it is Moxley. He's having fun. Apparently, he re-signed with the company. If that's the case, good on him. Yeah. But anyway, Moxie ends up hitting the paradigm shift into a bulldog choke for the win. 
Moxie gets the win in 12 minutes. It was one hell of an intense matchup, actually, Kev. Garcia always has those. He's a really good. He's really good. Moxie gave him a lot there, but I think he gave him way too much. Uh, yep, of course he did. He's uh, way too much, bro. Garcia is not the main guy in that gang. You know, he's the uh, number three. Well, I guess he's probably on a. He's probably a higher level than than Jack Jake Hager. You know, but oh, maybe, now if, if Moxie and Hager had this match and he got bloody, it'd be a different story. Well, Hager at least is legit, bro. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Legit fighter, you know, I, I don't. I still don't think he should leave there. But at least it'd be a little more believable. Oh, please, man! Just fucking, just fucking hit me hard way. Yeah. That's what he'd be saying, like a lunatic, bro. I mean, he is a lunatic fringe. I mean, sorry, that was his younger brother. My bad. Don't worry about that. Forget I even said that. But What's um, yeah, violence. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. And Un- what was it? Unscripted violence? Like Unscripted box violence, right? Yeah. Well, I think you need to be scripted, in my opinion, just a little bit, man. Just calm just it down a little, bit. a little bit, dude. We love you, <laughs> hands of you. Just. Yeah. But you're right. It's probably from all that alcohol, bro. He was addicted to alcohol, and now he's addicted to blood, man. So each to their own. It is what it is, man. But in my opinion, someone like a Mox should be absolutely annihilating. Daniel Garcia, yeah, just quietly. I know he's he's great in the ring, but let's be real, Kev. Before we actually take it home, he's got no fucking personality. Seriously, he, he cannot talk to. for shit. He's starting oh. to. What is his personality? He thinks he's a sports entertainer. He's a, oh, but he's a tough no. guy. It's, it's it's funny. He's starting to show a little personality. It's going to take him a few more months to flesh it out, but he's starting to get a personality. He, th- he struggles of a sports entertainer, but it's the opposite. So it's pretty funny. He's kind of delusional. Right. That's true. That's actually true. That's a good point. I don't know how long this uh, jazz thing, the Jericho Appreciation Society, will last for. Hopefully, it does elevate Daniel Garcia. But I don't understand, man. This guy has been in main events pretty much from day dot, bro. Why? Why would they? Why would they actually like put him in the main spot all the time, dude? Like, I don't understand that. What was so good about him to actually be in that spot on countless rampages, countless dynamites? Why? Um, where did he wrestle before here? Was he like the god and the champion before AEW? I, he just came out of nowhere for me. The Red Death, like, uh, he had to been somewhere. Was he PWG? Was he CZW? Yeah. PWG? He was PWG, and I'm pretty sure he was in CZW, but funny enough. Do you remember there was a thing going on? You might have heard it on Don Tony's show back a while back. But do you remember how they were mentioning a guy who broke his leg in a car accident years ago, a professional wrestler? They didn't mention his name, though. Mm. Well, anyway, he nearly got his leg amputated. Well, that was Daniel Garcia. And Jericho, at the time, actually donated money for him to get better. And obviously he did. And I guess that's where the Jericho-Garcia connection comes from. And, uh, yeah, so apparently he nearly lost his leg at one point. And by the way, he walked out to the ring tonight or mm-hmm. on Wednesday night. Eh, he looked like he was sort of – was it just me or did it look like he was hanging for his shit, bro? Uh, I didn't take notice the way he walked to the ring, to be honest, too. Yeah, I, I didn't take notice. I can't say fairly. It's either he had a pole stuck up his ass while walking or he was hanging for his shit. It was one or the other, bro. Could have been hurt from the pay-per-view, too, you know? They all took a lot of yeah. – could have been in, could the have been only bad. one that didn't actually bleed, bro. But, well, yeah, uh, it's commendable that uh, what he came through and overcame. But it would be like in WCW when uh, 
cruiserweights are fighting the bigger guys. Like it, it's they didn't give them that much. It was like it was rare. It was cool. Like when Paul London got too much in on Hogan, it was fake and stupid. Oh. It was cool when Rey Mysterio got some in on Kevin Nash because Rey Mysterio was that good. Oh, what about when Kidman actually beat Hogan? Uh, it was terrible. Uh, the, the, terrible, bro. Yeah, terrible. <laughs> Absolutely terrible. Well, Kev, I think we can take it home, bro. We've yeah, spoken for a good two hours, man. So, you know what, Kev? Tell them where they can find you, my man. All right, you can find me on most social media at Panetta Sexy Time. Also, uh, follow Dollar Club Wrestling on uh, TikTok and YouTube. Please like and subscribe. Uh, Pro Wrestling Tees at Panetta Sexy Time or search Dollar Club. A lot of cool shirts on there. If you have any friends that suck a tip in, we have our notoriously bad tipper shirt. It's a fun gift (laughs) shirt there too. Get some Dollar King shirts, get some merch. uh, also, you can email me at kevflix2424 at gmail.com and do some promos against us, too. We actually have a championship promo belt. You guys can actually win the Dollar Club championship uh, belt if you beat us. Mm. Yeah, nice. so uh, come shoot some promos and uh, we'll, we'll post. class. Yeah, yeah, we'll teach you how to guys do some psychology. And- <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, he's a worker, ladies and gents, officially now, all right? He can say that shit, man. He can say that shit. You know what? Maybe I need to join up on the on the promo class, actually, Kev. Is there Zoom promo classes, bro? Uh, we do it on YouTube, but uh, yeah. Oh, good, good. It's like, <laughs> Maybe uh, I need to pop in. Do one. I want Jim, Jimmy, uh, excuse me, I want uh, Big Ray to jump in on there, too. Uh, RBV, do some promos. Maybe you guys will be the champion. Come up with a character. Oh, that would be funny. Yeah. Uh, actually, I, I remember you trying to get this concept over probably about a year ago, man. Like, you were trying to sort of... Well, Get I asked concept you over. Did that already. Then I started my own podcast, and I start, we started doing our own promo uh, promo stuff against each other, too. <laughs> Your promos were funny, bro. Thank I you. I remember those clearly. They were fucking gold, man. But, man, you know what? That could be a thing. It could be a fun thing where we all get into that shit. Yeah. And, you know, I'll be like Kangaroo Jack or some shit. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like, crikey, you will never kick my kangaroo or else. I, uh, <laughs> you know what I mean? I ordered a uh, mask to have a uh, like a, a new character that you're not gonna know it's me. Ooh. Ah, and how's that gonna happen? Are you gonna call yourself Mister got, Sexy Time? No, a different <laughs> name. You're not gonna. Well, Bill Pye knows me, but you're not supposed to know me. I got a manager. It's gonna like a Paul Heyman type character. It's gonna do the speaking oh. character. It's gonna be pretty cool. <laughs> I'm gonna see this. I want you guys. I want you guys to guess if it's me or not. So it'll be on the page soon. The mask will oh, be in at the end of June. Now that you told everyone in the whole world, bro, it's it's gonna be obvious, right? Yeah. Well, maybe you'll forget. We'll forget by then. We'll see. Not breaking which I just did. <laughs> well, yeah, you did actually. And also, check out his friggin' um. Did, did you po- did you actually talk about your pro wrestling tea store, bro? Yeah, yeah. I showed this shirt too. Oh uh, yeah, you did. did Dollar right. King shirts, Shadow Pat, Rock Hard, right. Trendy. Uh, respect the dollars, my catchphrase. Love it. I just put in for, f- for Dollar King Worldwide. We have like church now too. How does that work? Like for you to have a new shirt, like do you just tell them and they just do it, or is, is that uh, how it works? I have, to, I have to design them myself, and you submit your design. Oh. They don't always get approved. I have to be a certain uh, quality when you blow it up and stuff too. So I'm not an artist, but I, uh, I I'm, I'm decent on like Photoshop and like a little bit of graphic design, but I'm like very rough so sometimes it's not the right dpi numbers and stuff too and i have to like re put stuff in 
It's fun though. I love it. Love doing the producing and stuff. Oh, if you ever need a hand, bro, hit me up because I could probably help you out with that. But um, we'll talk about that off the air. Cool, cool. But um, yeah, man. Um, so have you have you said everything when it comes to your socials and all that? Uh, I believe so. Yeah, uh, Twitter, Panetta Sexy Time, YouTube. Please follow Dollar Club, Club Wrestling. We put a lot of contact on there. Uh, I have a Panetta Sexy Time YouTube page too, which is all comedy stuff. Panetta Sexy Time on TikTok. I have forty three hundred followers. I do a lot of funny stuff. I'm like Big Ray. I do daily content too. Usually, movie <laughs> humor. Dollar Club Wrestling. We show clips of our podcast. We do our promos on there too. Um, some wrestling humor. Some live wrestling stuff too. My match in the PWA is on there. Uh, when I had I got thrown thrown through a table at a bar, me and my buddy will do that shit and see if we get kicked out of bars and stuff too. Uh, we rock hard, and Freddy. Yeah, so we haven't got kicked out yet, but uh, it's fun. We'll do some crazy all wrestling content. Well, dude, considering you're from Philly, right? Do you do you get into any many punch ons in fucking at the bars and shit, bro? Nah, we're pretty big guys, you know. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. They're like uh, yeah, too sexy, and Jim's like two seventy five. He's huge. He played D one college football. Yeah, he looks it. He does, man. Shout out to Jimmy Boy. Yeah, rock hard, Jim Prendy. He's a big boy, so uh, <laughs> he makes me look small. <laughs> I love how you pop him, bro. I love how you guys have got such a dry humor, man. Like you are talking so serious, bro. Right, that it's fucking funny. <laughs> That's what, it makes yeah. me laugh, dude. I love that shit, especially the way you know sell shit. No. It's fucking hilarious. It's like, are you fucking crazy, dude? It's like, it's like it's normal. Like, whatever you guys are talking about, even if it's outrageous, right? It's like, duh, it's fucking normal. Like, hello. And we're the same age, but he's like six months older than me, but he just knows like no slang or any hip stuff too. He's all old school. Oh, really? I'll mess with oh, him. Like, shit. I'll pull up segments where I ask him certain slang words. Like, I ask him what no cat means. He's like, there's no cap on the salary cap in baseball. And I'm like, we're cracking up. Like, no, dude. <laughs> so it's pretty funny. We mess with him. He, he knows his oh, that's He lets us fuck with him, but uh, it's pretty cool. He's a good guy. Oh, dude, you're pretty hip. You're in tune with all the young kids out there, if you know what I'm saying, bro. You, you know what all the fucking buzzwords are. Heck, I like to think I'm pretty hip myself, too. Like, I know what's going on. And considering, like, well, I'm turning 40 in October, bro. You're already there, but... Yeah. Unfortunately, I'm going to hit the big 4-0 in October, and I'm not looking forward to it, but damn it, dude. For a guy your age, you don't even look in your 40s, bro. Put it that way. So, man, you, you should be proud of, like, man, you got a great body, great look. You're the dollar king. You're sexy time. Dude, you're killing it right now, man. And and I'm just happy to have you as my co-host right now, man. But in saying that, please like and subscribe at the pwcnetwork.podbean.com where you can find not just my shows, but Kev's also, and everybody else's. You can find a ridiculously random podcast with Big Ray Hernandez and Colin Wysong. You can find The Vet on there. You can find Jago on there with The Bluff and myself, uh, Carnage. You name it, it's all there at the pwcnetwork.podbean.com. Also, like and subscribe at theblowoffpod.com where you can find mine and Jago's show, The Blow Off, every week, which Jago is back now officially. Also, like and subscribe at channelattitude.com where you can find Uncaged. And also, like and subscribe at haminmediagroup.podbean.com for all our affiliate shows over there at Hamin Media Group. And I think that's about it. Uh, am, I, am I forgetting anything? I don't know, but I think that's that. In saying that, I'm Jimmy T. 
He's Kevin the Dollar King Panetta, or Sexy Time, whatever you want to call him. He's all that. And you've been listening to the PwC Wednesday Night Skirmish right here on the PwC Network and the PW Hustle Networks. Peace. inside an AEW ring. It was at full gear November 13th of last year where he faced Brian Danielson in the finals, the AEW World Championship Eliminator Tournament. Well, he comes back looking in phenomenal shape. He always has been. Let's put it to you that way. 
but the way he he is just an intimidating figure. And he married well. Well, this is a lot riding on this match in the sense that Miro has been out of sight, out of mind. And uh, Johnny there just, just arrived. And later this summer, AEW returns to Rochester, New York on Wednesday, July 6th at the Blue Cross Arena. Tickets on sale right now, AEWTIX.com and Ticketmaster.com. Johnny Elite comes in the kick. That, you know, that's that sound strategy. Get the big guy off his feet immediately. Go to work on those quads. Miro, oh, just blows line, takes Johnny Elite off his feet, and Miro for six months of pent-up frustration and rage about to come out on Johnny Elite. Oh, right and left. I'm assuming that Miro is 100% healthy because I'm also assuming that that's the reason he's not been here. He's been, he's been out of action, medically out of action. I don't know. He's a very uh, secretive guy. And Johnny looking to string together some offense, but Miro plucks him out of midair and spikes him. The huge power advantage that Miro possesses Makes a lot of ball games uneven in a hurry. Big, powerful man. And he's got that snap at the end of his execution, like a slam or a clothesline. The follow through and so forth is simply amazing. Just don't blink. Miro comes in with that kick. Johnny able to avoid it. Uh, he saw that pump kick coming. John is still trying to take him down. Roundhouse kick. And that roundhouse kick found its mark, guys. Look at this. That's the first thing that stopped Miro's momentum in this match. That was a boot to the ear. Equilibrium problems. There you go. Fight him off, man. Do what you can. Stay alive. Miro just brute force sends Johnny to the corner. Johnny able to escape out. Elbow strike. Miro looking very frustrated right now. He's just not, nothing's working for him. Johnny. Elite hits the ropes, comes back. Could have been Johnny Elite's night. Standing shooting start. Oh, Miro kicked out at one. He's got him down. Boy, great knee coming off the ropes. Sometimes kicking out at one is a sign of great urgency. If you fail, you got two more shots at it before you're out. Johnny Elite up to the top. Oh! oh. Miro the pump kick and strong legs look at the size of those thighs That may be the scariest sight right there that face in all of AEW And this could be 280 pounds and he's lean game over for Johnny Elite the refrigerator oh, wow. is closed. The Jello is jiggling, and oh. this one is it. A decisive victory for the returning Miro here from Los Angeles. All right, now let's take a look back to this past Sunday. John Moxley covered in blood taking on Daniel Garcia of the Jericho Appreciation Society with Lord William Regal and Chris Jericho joining us here at the desk. You're wondering why Moxley's covered in blood? Cover here, partly hooked. It's because Garcia busted him open from those stitches that he suffered after anarchy in the arena only three days ago. Garcia looking for a sharpshooter, but Moxley gouging the eyes. 
They tried a figure four earlier, now went for the sharpshooter. And breaking news, I've just been informed by Tony Khan this Friday night, huge match assigned for Rampage. The Young Bucks looking to take on the men that defeated them for the AEW World Tag Team Championship in their hometown. It will be the Young Bucks. Oh, oh, oh my God. Oh my gosh. Oh, man, man. That was terrible. That's a human body bouncing off steel steps. That was steel wins. Steel wins. That, that, that has turned the tide of this match. I don't know. I, that could jump up. He's on my, on my team, and that, that's that's made me feel a little queasy. Look at this gracious man. This is why a blood and guts match has to happen. This is violence and viciousness on both sides. Not only that, this Friday. Oh, jeez. That's nothing. Mark cares about this Friday. Let's talk about right now. Lariat in the corner by Moxley. Physicality, you, you can make Moxley it. bleed, you can beat on Moxley. But Moxley's been fighting on the street since he was a young child. This isn't going to stop him. This is when he gets to his best. Oh, yes. Moxley! The front chancery into the suplex, the cover. Notice how Moxley, when he's pinning Garcia, yeah. he had the, the, the forearm across the windpipe. Oh, look at yeah. this. He's battering with these elbows to the face. The hammer and anvil elbows and. Moxley. Everyone to the chin in the air. Oh, wait. Oh, he rolls him through. Look at this. Come on. There you go. You want some. Oh, I How does it feel, Moxley? How does it feel? But it feels like pure hell, Chris. That's exactly what it feels and like. Now Garcia locked in. But what is his grip like with all that blood from Moxley? Yeah, Moxley. Another turnaround. Moxley rolled through. Oh, no. Come on, Danny. And what a match, guys. Now Moxley looking for the cross arm breaker. Grab the hand. He's got to grab that hand. But Chiji Katami is locked in. Oh, but Look Danny knows what he's doing. Very smart. Very smart indeed. Look at this. Garcia now with the legs of Moxley all Look tied up. Unbelievable. I was the man of a thousand four holes. Garcia knows 43 more. Look at it. Out of bounds. Repuddle for a break. Man, this was a hell of a contest. Man, yes, it, it certainly is. is. This is why we're in this sport of pro wrestling. Oh, yeah, that's beautiful. Garcia. Nothing's more entertaining. Moxley, kick out, kick out. Moxley stuffed him, and now Garcia while swinging a middle. Oh, German right in the back. Drop driver, but Garcia up. Look at this. Oh, look at Garcia. Backdrop of his own. Take that, Mox. The crowd doesn't know what to do. God, neither do we. My God. God. Picture perfect power driver. And that's sheer experience and the only reason that John Moxley was able to kick out. Stay in with it as long as it takes. We've been told here in Los Angeles. As he puts him in the sharpshooter now. Here we go. Look at this. Garcia Sit turns down. over. The sharpshooter locks in. in. That's, a, that's an uber shooter oh. right there. And look at Garcia. Richard, look oh, at Moxley. Oh no, he leaped too far back. What a counter. Moxley pulls him through with the choke. Oh my god, he's gonna. Oh. Garcia countered it. This is the kind of competition that makes me proud to be in pro wrestling. That you only see in AEW. Makes me proud to be a sports entertainer. What are you talking about? Remember, it was that bulldog choke. That's how Moxley defeated Garcia Ooh. in their first main event matchup. Oh, my God. All right, Excalibur. Young Bucks versus who? It's the Young Bucks versus the Lucha Bros this Friday night live in Ontario. Plus, oh, oh, my God. God. Oh, damn, oh, that goes right over. And we are in overtime. We are past the time. We're sticking with it here this on TBS. Stratus going crazy. I'm going crazy. Come on, Danny. Moxley, after splashing Garcia, 
into the table. Where is he Wait, going? Is he Jericho going is bolting to the ring. Oh, what? John Moxley, oh. he's lost his mind. And his hair. Oh, he lost his hair. Garcia, well, Moxley through all the regal Eddie, 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 Eddie. Oh, God, Eddie just paradigm shifted. Kingston going after Jericho and inside the ring, the Bulldog Chuck. Garcia oh, goes out. It's over. Gentlemen, thank you and oh, good night. God, what a show. What a program. What a night. What, what I thank TVS for letting us stay with us until the, the, until the ending. And this Friday night, live from Ontario, California, AEW Rampage, the Young Bucks versus the Lucha Brothers. The debut of Athena as she takes on Kiera Hogan. The TNT Championship match. Scorpio Sky defends against Dante Martin. And then next week here on Dynamite, Hangman Adam Page returns to action where he will take on David Finley of New Japan Pro Wrestling. Wow, David Finley. Next week. Hey. You are one hard guy to love. But goddammit, you know I love it. You want blood and guts? Sign up, John Moxley. You got blood and guts. Wednesday, June 29th, Detroit, Michigan, Dynamite. It will be blood and guts, Kingston and Moxley. And we are moments away from seeing one of the hottest stars in all of pro wrestling. Maybe someday his name will be belong on the walls of those other great stars. His future is limitless. For the, Speaking of Wardlow. For the first time in weeks, no security detail walking him to the ring. Approaching the ring from Cleveland, Ohio, weighing 267 pounds. Ooh, no! How good is it to say officially this man is an employee of AEW? He is out from under the yoke of MJF. It was, it's awesome, it's Calder, because this kid is a foundation, he's at the foundation of this company. It's great news for AEW, JR, but it is bad news for just about the entire walk locker room. Wardlow is going to be a man on a mission. So many great matchups, uh, potentially, that Wardlow can participate in. Whoa! Oh! Oh! Well, that's what you call rearing back and hitting somebody. Yeah, Wardlow wound up and landed that massive lariat. And now J.D. Drake sent into the rope, swinging a miss. Hey, J.D. Drake is no pushover, let me tell you that. No, he is one of the hardest hitters in all of AEW. And Wardlow, though, driving the... Oh, look at the strength of Wardlow. His strength alone will win Wardlow a lot of matches and subsequent championships. Remember, Wardlow is somebody that even Hangman Adam Page
that he did not look forward to stepping into the ring with. And now for J.D. Drake, it's a power bomb. But perhaps only the first part of the symphony. Well, one power bomb for good old J.D. For a man that has bowled six 300 games in bowling, Wardlow is pretty damn special. Wardlow, call it a hunch, but I think he's going to be looking to make up for lost time now that he is free to write his own future here in AEW. And our own Tony Schiavone is standing by to get a word with Mr. Mayhem. All right, here in Los Angeles, Wardlow, let's say it once again, you are all elite. Hold on, hold on, hold on a second. Hold on, Tony hit the bricks. Wardy, not so fast. Jack, give him the documents. You must be pretty pleased with yourself. Tickled pink, huh? You think you can wreak havoc across the nation with no repercussions? This dude doesn't watch the product. Not with me here, pal! Take the document. I'm serving you with a class action lawsuit on behalf of the American Arena security professionals, the people you've been beating up for weeks and weeks. That's right. I'll see you in court. Well, not, a, not the way I think Wardlow wanted to start his AEW career. Uh -oh. He is a family! No! Oh! But the powerbomb delivered. The paper served. Oh, the litigation. Are you kidding me? Excalibur alongside Tony Schiavone. Jim Ross and Adam Cole, who just watched the Young Bucks get dropped down. Oh, come on, Bucks. Make the tag. Make the tag. That tag was made. Wrong in for you. Luchasaurus, the legal man. It's almost as if his team has been waiting for this opportunity for the biggest man in the match to get it on. Oh, God, that hurts. Luchasaurus taking the fight right to Matt Jackson. Kyle O'Reilly. Yeah, there we go, Kyle. Left in with the, uh, for the guillotine, but got sandwiched in the corner on Nick Jackson. Luchasaurus. Oh. This is basically one on five, and the one is winning. Luchasaurus is going to lead. Let's get it together, Amazing boys. Agility. He's a special athlete. He's this big mass man, this large lizard. Sit down here, coach. Oh, Your no, team's no. going to be OK. There we go. Beautiful. Nick Jackson. Solva, that kick to the side of the head of Luchasaurus, but Luchasaurus' momentum carried him into the corner. And that backup bowl is awaiting. So what is this? That's what? Harrison. Oh my God! Just planted Nick Jackson on the crown of his head. <laughs> and no! oh boy with the destroyer. Guys, for the love of God! Luchasaurus moonsault press. One, two, no. There it is. How about the World Tag Team Champions and the offense we are seeing out of them tonight? And how about the difference Hikaleo, the big man from Bullet Club in New Japan Pro Wrestling, is making? Oh, boy. There we go, big man. And this Hikaleo can be very special. 
It's going right no more. No way. Not a chance. There you go. The layout. Oh, the headbutt from Luchasaurus backs up this six foot ten inch giant. Oh. Double clothesline. Oh. I love it. Okay, come on. You got to make the tag now. We have a chance to get back in control here. You got to make the tag. There you go, O'Reilly. It's nut cutting time now. Oh, boy. Dropkick sends O'Reilly into the corner. Darby Allen. God, Darby Allen, his aggression is unparalleled. Oh, wow. Bobby Fish charged in. He's a combination. Palm strikes. Darby creates distance. Coffin splash in the corner for Fish. One for O'Reilly. Darby putting the nick up tonight. Just blinking and missing. He's ping ponging off of Red Dragon. Oh, oh my God. Drops Bobby Fish with double boots and now goes over the top. Oh, a stutter. Quickly got out. Nicolaio charges. Oh, oh my, my God. God. He landed on his head. Over the top, landing straight up and down on his head. What is going on? Get it together now. Darby the cop. Oh, yes. no. Leo. He's yes. caught Darby. I can't believe he caught Darby. Well, he was waiting for him, JR. He was standing up. And wait. Oh, it's over for Darby. That's right, baby. I guess what I'm saying is that I'm surprised he was standing up. Yeah, I, I agree. After going head first, absolutely. Look, look, Matt Hardy's all alone with two young bucks. He doesn't stand a chance. Uh, he's looking pretty good right now, actually. He's deleted one. <laughs> oh my, are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm digging this, guys. Of course you are. Yeah. Of course you're digging it. All four corners. There we go, big man's back up. Big man's back up. I want to see you try and do that to him. I want to see you try and do that to him. Nicoleo, it's the back elbow from Matt Hardy. <laughs> yes! Whoa. No. No, wrong, wrong tactic here. Nicoleo put on the brake, sends Matt Hardy into the corner. Here we go, the tide shift that we needed. Oh. He, hit, he hit the Irish whip, but he couldn't follow up. Nicoleo referring to. But the drop kick from Christian Cage didn't take Hikaleo off his feet, but the twist of fate no, does. No, 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 no. God, look at the big band bounce back up and go down. Tandem offense. All we need is one opening. We need one opening. All oh, the spear off the apron. Christian Cage throwing his body to Hikaleo. But O'Reilly with the knees. Yes! Exactly! It's going to be a super kick party. Yeah, baby! Here we go, Bucks. Luchasaurus drops, and now, oh, what an anti-air by the Bucks. They're scoring big time. The accuracy, the force, and the power, their timing is amazing. Referring <laughs> to the young Bucks. And if they land this BTE trigger, that'll be all she wrote for Jungle Boy. But no. No, 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 no. Instead, Jungle Boy is looking for the kill switch. The Bucks countered out. And there you go, O'Reilly. That's right! The high-low from Red Dragon. Oh, look and out, here it comes! Nick Jackson, the Meltzer driver on Jungle Boy! Two, three! And that's all she wrote. Read him and weep! The Undisputed Elite is on fire! The Undisputed Elite, specifically the Young Bucks, they just pinned the AEW Tag Team Champions. They're gonna get those championships back. The Undisputed Elite is gonna run this entire show, and nobody, nobody is gonna stop us. Well, we appreciate the update. That was a hell of a match, I tell you.
Too bad somebody's got to lose one like that. That's right. A big victory here tonight for the undisputed elite at Hikuleo of Bullet Club. God, it feels good to be the best. Gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. I'm going to go back to being awesome. All right, man. Thanks for joining us, Adam. Appreciate it. Very multi-talented Adam Cole. Very fired up Adam Cole. Who's hey, he's surrounding himself with some badass dudes now. He certainly does. And when you can call in reinforcements from Bullet Club, that doesn't hurt either. That's interesting. Christian Cage. Solon Jungle Boy here. After the loss, bruises, contusions. See, look at this. All right, that's enough. Shut it off. Big Hager coming on. Uh -huh. Acquiescing to Cool Hand Angelo Parker's uh, wishes. Here's I Boy. Danny Magic wants to know. Double or nothing. Did you see it? Huh? Did you order the pay per view? Because if you did, I'm telling you right now, you know that we are the princes of pain. The princes of pain because nobody does it better. Look at that noggin. I know you all wanted to sing, but you don't deserve it tonight. What you deserve is the winners of the anarchy in the arena, the Jericho Appreciation Society. But winning that match was not without a price. We had our heads bounced off the floor, went through tables, covered in mustard. I had my hair pulled out. I was knocked down, beaten down, and even worse, that psycho Eddie Kingston comes to the ring. Oh yeah, yeah, shut your mouth. Here's your Eddie Kingston. Here's your Eddie Kingston. He comes to the ring with a gas can pours gasoline all over me and wants to light me on fire? What kind of a man burns another man? The Chris Jericho kind of man. A wizard. And then there's that other piece of trash, Brian Danielson, who says, oh yeah, and he says at the end of the match, and I quote, I'm going to kick his expletive head in.
You want yeses? Well, after he said he's gonna kick my head in, Big Jake and I choked him out, and he lost the match. And he's not here tonight. And that's the same thing that Daniel Garcia is gonna do to that fathead John Moxley here in the main event of Dynamite. Because it's like I say, like we say, every time sports entertainers versus pro wrestlers, sports entertainers win. Always, always, sports entertainers always win. Cut the music! Cut the music! Cut the music! Get him, Eddie. William Rugal. Listen to this reaction. Hey! Hey! I'll fight all of you right now! Brian's not talking to me! I haven't seen Box in weeks! Monkey's talking to me! That's Ortiz! You know what? I don't care! I wanna fight all of you right now! You know what? You know what, Mr. Regal, let them know where I want to fight him. Blood and guts. What? Sounds like blood and guts to me. One of the most dangerous matches in all of pro wrestling, blood you and guts. You want blood and guts? Double ring? Come on, Andy. Just control yourself. You ain't getting blood and guts. Get them, boys. Look at this. Kingston walking. Get him. Into the Jericho Appreciation Side. Come on, kick his three ass. On one. See, this is just not even fair, You'll obviously. You'll never get blood and guts, Kingston. You deserve to be in a cage, not us. Anyone his emotions carrying away here, guys. Oh, but wait, Ortiz. Oh. The mad ball. <laughs> right between the eyes. Good God. What's he got? It's scissors! It's got scissors in the hand! Cut him off! Cut him all off! He's got the hair in his pocket! He's got a souvenir! And Parker and Menard coming to their boss's aid. Jake Hager as well, Kingston and Ortiz. Look at the face of Jericho! And look at Jericho's sacred hair has You stupid son of a bitch! Yeah. Yeah. Come on. You cut my hair! Yeah. My hair is worth more than your entire existence! You want blood and guts? Huh? You want blood and guts? You want to face us in blood and guts? Well, you got it! In order for you to get blood and guts, I want something too. You want to cut my hair, Ortiz? Huh? I'm gonna shave your stupid head bald. You want blood and guts? I want Jericho versus Ortiz. Hair versus hair. Oh yeah! Am I gonna beat you? I'm gonna shave you and I'm gonna burn you. Why? Because I'm a wizard. We have the hair match between Jericho and Ortiz to look forward to.
at the conclusion of the TBS Championship match. Jade Cargill and the Baddies were putting a beating, to put it lightly, on Anna Jay. And who should arrive here in AEW but the fallen goddess, Athena. Seen the Shenmue on many occasions. Very impressive. And I love her intensity. Athena, you did not back down at all from Jade Cargill. What an ovation for you. Welcome here officially to AEW. Thank you. I mean, I can finally say it. Athena is all elite, baby. And you know, it's not a surprise why I'm here. The competition of the top tier AEW Women's Division, nonetheless, that of one dominant TBS Women's Champion, Jade Cargill. <laughs> but, Jade, let me keep it 100 with you. Let's have a real talk moment because all streaks were made to be broken, and I am gonna be the one to break yours. So you can say this or that, Jade, but I am the fallen goddess. I am the alpha, and Tony, I am Tony Cutlership. You see, everybody might be this or that, but I'm that bitch. Now let me introduce the best talker in the game. Athena, 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 Athena. How dare you interrupt us at Double or Nothing? Your first day on the damn job, too. What a shame. Shame, shame, shame. It is my job as her publicist to let you and everyone know that this woman right here, this woman is a queen. This woman is a goddess. This woman is our TBS champion. And I know, girl, I know you want your little title shot, but guess what? Not today. Stokely Hathaway, the publicist for Jade Cargill, and, oh, Kiara Hogan. Well, I know this. Somebody's gonna fight. Anna Jay coming out, and so is Chris Statlander. Things are getting very interesting here tonight, JR. They certainly are. The numbers are changing by the moment. Hey, security! Come on, it's enough! Well, Stokely Hathaway knows there's no money in fighting here tonight. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I believe in momentum, I always have. Britt's got it once again, like she had when she was the world champion. Britt was looking for the butterfly suplex with a backslide counter by Ruby Soho. Well, Ruby's been gut quartered in the last few minutes. Being isolated from a corner, can't tag in. Look at Jamie Hayter with the assist for Britt Baker. 
Taking Tony Storm off the apron, but Ruby Soho puts on the break. Saito suplex. Underutilized the maneuver, in my estimation, is a great hold. Yeah, and you know what? You, you can get yourself out of trouble with it. Just pick up and fall back. It's a great hold to, to try to... Counter hold. Yeah, counter hold to yeah. change the tide of a match, which it kind of did here for a moment. Ruby ain't your typical farm girl, even though that's what she is up there in Indiana. Oh, shoulder tackle from Hader. Take, or excuse me, from Tony Storm. Takes down Jamie Hader. And the German wow. suplex. High arc on that. Yeah, great extension of the legs by, good. by Tony Storm to get the high arc there at Excalibur. Oh, yeah. hip contact? attack, yeah. And Tony Storm launches off the bottom rope, swinging DDT, and Jamie Hader. I'm not sure if it's momentum or tactics to take herself out of play, but instead Jamie Hader was looking for the... Great. counters the DDT. Oh! Wait, what a splat. Disgusting and scary splat. Whoa! Crossbody off the top. That was a crossbody on the head and neck. Oh, that sling blade got her, though. Doctor making a house call, loosening the teeth of Ruby Soho. Ruby came down like a ton of bricks on Jamie Hader. I'm not sure. She grabbed Jamie by the hair to put her back in the ring. Great action in this matchup. There's a cover. Sliding knee strike. And now Jamie Hader taking a moment to collect her, herself after that impact on the outside. I want to remind the fans, we're going to be joined by William Regal and Chris Jericho for the main event match coming up. Don't forget that. Adding a little commentary. Tony Storm. Jamie Hader. We will stay with the action main event for as long as it takes. So we got a lot to go here, live at the Kia Forum. A lot of work to do. Ruby oh, looking oh. for the foot stop, walked right into the thrust kick. Tony Storm, German suplex. High, high knee there from, from Jamie Hader. Ruby, Hader obviously is the most powerful woman in this match. Her strikes, more impactful, that back breaker right there with ease. Even though as we've documented, Ruby Soho is the smallest person in this contest. And Ruby Soho went for that back heel trip. The power of Jamie Hader, though, no match for Ruby. Britt now thinking maybe Pittsburgh Sunrise. She is. Listen, glad you could join us. It's our Los Angeles debut. Tony Khan tells me we're going to stay with the action for as long as it takes tonight. Butterfly. Step in, guys. Butterfly suplex by Britt Baker. Jamie Hader just got taken out by Tony Storm. Ruby avoids the kick. The roll up. Wow, she almost won it. Mean a lot for Ruby to win this match. Ruby, no future, right on target. Ruby Soho covers two. two. No, oh, but Britt hangs on, hangs on, and transitions to Lockjaw. Almost Lockjaw. Boy, Ruby's fighting it. Yeah, you can see. Uh oh, there she got the arm pinned back. But Ruby is on her hip. Wait a minute. Two. No, and Jamie Hader with the assist. She, she turned the momentum the other way. She's trying to do it again. And Britt's Brit got her one, two. The roll up there attempted by Britt Baker now. Oh, the swinging neck breaker. That's a beautiful execution of the swinging neck breaker. I agree. Oh, almost, almost a little miscommunication there now. Look at Ruby. Oh, very close. 
kick caught by Ruby. Oh, man, that knee square on the jaw. That dug in. You're right, JR. And now destination unknown for Britt Baker. One, two, three. Ruby oh. wins it. There are your winners, Tony Storm and Ruby Soho. So much for the uh, momentum I talked about. The fiery Ruby Soho with a very steady assist from Tony Storm have won this match in what I would say. Oh, wait a second. Jamie Hayter with that title belt, the blindside shot on Tony Storm, and then one for Ruby Soho. Sore losers, man. It might have been an upset, probably was. Wow. for the Video Game Connection. Join us weekly for the most entertaining video game podcast you'll ever hear. Join Ivan, Big Tom, and myself as we review the latest games, up-to-date gaming news, and game previews all in comedic form. It's a jam-packed hour of ear fun with our own video game rap songs. Listen to the Video Game Connection wherever you listen to podcasts, except Walmart, never Walmart. Keep gaming and keep listening to the Video Game Connection. right infidels you found us here channelattitude.com hameen media group where you get the most real talk the best reviews of all your favorite wrestling shows from aew and wwe impact and more because we're gonna break it all down with the best staff in professional wrestling at hmg so you don't need to go anywhere else because there's no five stars here there's only five dollar face slaps infidel hello so sign up today, channelattitude.com, Hameen Media Group, and join the Hameen Army for the most real talk in professional wrestling. YOLO!
Tonight's episode of the PWC Wednesday Night Skirmish is brought to you by Z Apollo Photography. Visit zapollophotography.com for all your photography needs. The PWC Network. What the world is watching and listening to. Double Hustle, the recognized symbol of excellence in sports entertainment.